What's up, boys? We out here in uh, Phoenix, Arizona for a massive pot with the boy Sugar Sean, okay? You look behind us, this is where we're gonna go film. The only thing is it says no animals, so it might be hard for me to get in. Because <sighs> your boy's a beast. Yo, doing? Sugar Sean is so sick, bro. I love this guy. He's so down to earth. It was just like talking to one of the boys and I love those pods. We talked about his relationship with his, with his wife, talked about his routines, his come up, his habits, meditation, weed, shrooms, sleeping, everything. There's so much value in this one. And yo, like I learned a lot straight up. He's a real G, Re really yeah. like down to earth guy, like really felt like just a chat with the boys. So we always love those ones. And then after I, after, you know, me and Ernest will scrap, but we'll, you guys might see that in the vlog. You'll, 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 you'll figure that out. Nonetheless, boys, we love you. Episode presented by Bodog. Love the family of Bodog. Let's get into this episode. They know that I go flip mode when I bust the rhymes. Man's on a different thing when I told him a hundred times. I did a bunch of crimes and none of them were done for the vine. So you can take that bullshit and stick that where the sun don't shine. The summer's up, it's about to get real cold. Late nights in the studio with the bros. Welcome back to the MBH podcast. Money buys happiness. O's. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, listen, before we get into it, you guys already know, like, subscribe, do the duties, comments. You already know the vibe. How many likes are we going for this time? We're going to go for 4,000 likes here, <laughs> Wow, boys. wait. We haven't even hit make one. It up on the spot, right? 4,000 likes and I'll punch Ants straight in the face. Outside of this room. Inside of this <laughs> room. We got a cage. Inside. We got a cage right in there. Yeah, yeah. Yo, listen. It okay. might have to go down. 5,000 likes and Ant is fighting sugar. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did not agree to that. Yo, Sugar no Sean intro. today. Yeah, no we, intro not, needed, not really bro. needed. Sugar Sean, what's up, bro? How what's you doing, up, man? boys? Thanks for having us, bro. Yeah. Appreciate that. Where are we at right now? This is like your studio slash gym? Yeah, so this is Tim's gym. Oh. Uh, and then we just yeah run the podcast in here. Sick. Yeah, this little complex works out sweet. There's a little recovery center right there. We've got like hot or uh, cold plunge, sauna and shit. And then there's like uh, the recharge center that does all my meal preps in the same all building. In dope. Yeah, so we got a dope little fucking complex around here. And it's we're in Peoria, Arizona. It's fucking... Old folks, no distractions <laughs> out here. Yeah, yeah, eh? nothing. We're taking the Uber here, and the guy's like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah. Out there? <laughs> Where are you guys at? <laughs> no chicks, unfortunately, out here. <laughs> um, distraction, dude. Yo, congrats on all your success so yeah. far, bro. Thanks, boys. You've been yeah. fucking smashing. Um, we usually like to go back into your story a little bit before you started fighting, before you popped off. I know you spoke about it a lot, but I definitely want to get into how, like, who you were as a kid growing up, um, and how that ultimate ultimately led you here. Dude, it's so weird. I look back on when I was like a little dude and I was like, I don't fucking feel like I remember shit. Yeah, I don't know, like middle right? school, like I don't really remember. Like, you were fucking with school or no? I hated school, dude. I I, I hated school from elementary school, dude. I yeah, just didn't like yeah. going. I didn't want to go. I was always I had a force to go to school. Um Yeah. But always played sports. Was always okay. always playing sports, like since I can remember, three, four years old. In the summer we were playing football, in the winter we were playing basketball, baseball like indoor sports so that's pretty much what i remember as, mostly as being a little dude is fucking just playing all uh, football basketball baseball and soccer hey soccer the whole fucking yeah, we're yeah. footy guys we're yeah, soccer guys yeah, yeah we're big soccer guys i actually, can't watch that shit but i like <laughs> no, i like playing in the world cup ah <laughs> uh, no i'm good <laughs> actually i actually saw uh, i read an article and it was funny because it said like basically it was talking about how you dropped out of school yeah and kind of like chase your dream and it was like the the, the first the first line of it was like we're going to tell you a story about about uh, sean o'malley but like kids like do not do this like don't do this and i'm like damn that's kind of fucked up to say right like so obviously you dropped out of school and you chase your dreams and the article is trying to try, trying to basically say like don't do that you know um i even but, i even um just to just to jump on that i even uh heard one a, a video i heard your your dad talking about you playing sports when you were a kid he said um 
he mentioned that you liked sports that weren't team oriented. Yeah. You'd rather be like just you, the team, just like a one person thing. Yeah, I played. I mean, once I got into high school, my like my sophomore year, I think, like try out for basketball. They're like, you're great. You don't. You have horrible. Like you can't play because <laughs> you have to have a certain. So once I started kind of getting to that, like I was too small to play football. I wanted to play. I wanted to be. I wanted to be the star of the sports, but football too small. Basketball didn't even have good enough grades. Um, was pretty much done playing soccer and baseball at that time. It was just football, and basketball. Then I saw. I was like, well, boxing sounds interesting. Never, never watched fighting. Didn't like it. Thought it was gross. Like my dad would watch UFC, and I'd be like, that's. I don't understand like yeah. people, how do people get kicked in the ribs and that shit doesn't just break or yeah. get punched in the head like I couldn't watch it for whatever reason I just was like well I think and I always and I've said this before too and I'm pretty sure it's, I was like I think chicks would like it like I kind of got in the fighting <laughs> that would inspire like, you at the, at the beginning dude I really believe like getting in the fighting I was was solely because of chicks like not even money like you weren't even like oh, I didn't know I didn't know you could fucking make money in fighting like <laughs> so at that point money didn't inspire you really it, but it it's weird because I've that was like I wanted to be famous and rich since I can remember since I was little like I remember telling my parents my friends in middle school like I want I thought I was gonna be in the NFL and I was then gonna I say what I was realized, your dream yeah, like yeah, at that being moment, in the NFL like, from okay. Helena Montana I remind you like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like I didn't know there was levels to things sure um, yeah. I don't know where I was going. Where, where I was even going with that? Um, yeah, just playing sports. And I think what what was it inspiring you to get into to fighting? I was talking about money. Like yeah, if, if money was inspiring you, but you're right. you're talking a lot about females inspiring you. Maybe <sighs> just money, <laughs> chicks, fame. Like that's what I wanted. I didn't know where I was gonna get it from. Yeah, and it's funny like to think of like fighting is what happened. Like that's how we. Yo, got it's here crazy, right but because like the way society kind of pushes people nowadays, they they make it seem like having those things as inspirations is a bad thing. Like, oh, like you shouldn't let materialistic things inspire you. <laughs> Money inspire you. But, like, it's inspired us. I think that's what's helped us grow so much. I'm sure the same with you. But what do you think about that when you hear that? It's That's dangerous. It's a yeah. dangerous thing to be motivated by. Um, now, I'm not necessarily... That's not what drives me as much. Like, it's not... I, I, I've, been, I've been with the same girl, Danny, for, like, eight years. But girls still is probably like the thing that oh fuck <laughs> well girls are the biggest distraction and like something that's on my mind yeah all the time so like i gotta like, be careful with that let's say you win a fucking massive fight which you have like what's inspiring you now to get ready for that next fight and win that next fight when it's you feel still, like you're at the top already yeah, yeah it still is like the same things that it was but it's just dangerous you gotta be careful because if you're constantly thinking about the money and I don't know. I'm still trying to figure everything out. Like, For I don't sure. feel like I have anything figured out. I don't feel like I could sit here and preach like, you got to do this, got to do that. But I do know if money's your sole motivation, it's dangerous. It's like, you get money, you get money. I wanted to have, I remember when I had a hundred, made a hundred thousand dollars in one fight. And like, I was like, damn, a hundred thousand is a lot. Now a hundred thousand dollars to me, it just doesn't, it's weird. It doesn't seem like a <laughs> yeah. lot. And then I make a million dollars and I thought a million, I was like, once I have a million dollars, my bank, I'm going to be chilling. Now yeah. it's like. Need 10 mil. I want, I want ten mil. But dude, yeah. It, so that's always gonna kind of be there. But I, you gotta be careful with that. You gotta know too. Like, I think, I think it's it's, not it. Yeah, not I the think the thing. dangerous part about it is like, like you said, like if money's your motivator, you get the money, then what? More money. Yeah, more. That's, that's what's more. dangerous. But but I'm curious. Like on the come up, obviously, like at the beginning of the fighting, like you, you don't make a lot of money at no, all. Fuck so no. how the so how the fuck do you like stay afloat while you're trying to train, right? Because you're training for months and months and months yep. leading yep. up to it. So I started training when I was 16. Okay. Moved to Arizona when I was nineteen, and me and Tim got an apartment. And uh, I didn't, I didn't have to, I didn't have to work. I didn't, I was nineteen, 
broke as fuck, but I had local sponsors in Montana that were just, dude, if someone sent me 200 bucks, a sponsorship, I was so thankful, so fucking like, that's rent, food, gas, like that's going to help with all that. I think when Tim and I moved into our apartment, it was like nine years ago, whatever it was, it was like 660 bucks for two bedroom. Oh, wow. So yeah, if someone sent me a $500 check, I'm like, holy shit, that's huge. And then, Mm. you know, and I was able to stay afloat. I did move down with $2,000 cash. Worked full time, saved up, paid off like a, my 2006 Nissan, packed it, drove down, and uh, so I had 2,000 dollars cash when I when I came down here. And then every once in a while, a sponsor would come through. Then I would go and fight in Montana, make like 1,500 bucks. 1,500 bucks when you first start fighting, you're like, holy shit! Yeah, like, a lot of money, good, dude. <laughs> so I was able to stay afloat from local sponsors in Montana. Corey Smith, this guy uh, who was kind of putting on the shows in Montana, w- would sponsor me. And then uh, other guys in, like, Great Falls. Like, there was a handful of guys that would send me checks, and it was fucking so helpful. But that's crazy, yeah. like, because at the same time, like, yeah, you're getting these checks, but there's got to be, like, something in your head being like, damn, like, if I don't if I don't hit a check this month, like, you know what I mean? I, I was so smart with my money. I always had, like I said, I had that 2000 saved up when I moved down, so I was never, like, under 800 bucks. Like, I was always... I'd always, I, I would save my money. I wasn't buying shit, yeah. anything. I wasn't buying yeah. any extra thing. Yeah, like yeah. I, I was making sure I had money for rent. Cause I was going to the gym twice a day. Just it was, my whole life was go to the gym, come home, recover, go to the gym, come home, recover for the last 10 years. So it wasn't like I was buying a lot of shit when I didn't have money. Fair. Now I'm buying shit, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Got the money. Do you ever, do you ever let the, I mean, it's, it's probably easy to let the money get to your head sometimes, but how do you stay grounded? How do you stay humble? Dude, I had a daughter two years ago. Yeah, Atlanta, congratulations, too, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, that's. I don't, it was so weird because she, she was definitely in an accident. Like, it wasn't like we were planning on having a baby. And she, like, I ha- we had her two years ago. That's when I started, like, I was making decent money before that. But right, right when I had her, I started making good money, good brand deals, big brand deals, new contracts, and UFC, like, making a lot of money. And that fucking keeps you home. Because I don't want it, dude. I don't really, I, I can't be gone. Like, I, hanging out with Steve and Kyle and the boys. Like every weekend, I go hit up the boys. Like they're doing something, and I've like I've I feel I have to always have to turn them down. Like they're going to L.A. for the sweater party, dude. If I want to go to that shit so bad, <laughs> of course. But it's like I don't want to leave Elena, and like I have to be trained. Obviously, I'm the number one fucking guy in the world right now. I got a target on my back. I'm fighting for the title next, so it's like I got I got to be here training. Um, but but staying grounded is is the biggest thing with having Elena, probably. Yeah, I mean, probably just being with your kid. Probably dude, just it's like, fucking crazy, especially how fast they grow up. I can't imagine, like, some people leave for six to eight weeks to do fight camps. Yeah. They leave their family, they go to a different state. Yeah. Fuck So that. it's definitely keeping you humble, but how has it changed the way that you look not at humble. your own career? Not humble. <laughs> grounded. <laughs> grounded. <laughs> so you're not humble, you're grounded. No, I'm, but slab, I'm decently humble. I'm humble. I feel like in, in, in your line of work, you have to have some sort of ego. Anyway, oh, yeah, so. for sure. But in terms of your mindset as a and your career, like, maybe your goals that you were looking at, maybe... 20 years ahead have those changed now that you're a father um not really i mean i want to get out of this sport with with my brain Mm. as healthy as possible and that's kind of been that was like that before i had elena um but it kind of just made it more so like i want to make sure you know she wants she's gonna have kids someday i'm gonna be a grandpa someday i want to be fucking coherent so kind of but even even like 10 years ago it's like my goal when i started even when I started fighting, my goal wasn't to be UFC champ. I was just fighting just because it was fun. I didn't watch the UFC. But once I did start watching the UFC, and that started to be my goals because I want to get into UFC, I want to be champ, and I want to be fucking the biggest athlete in the world for a certain amount of time. 
Yes. And that was my goal when I when I started to like, watch the UFC. And now it's like, oh shit, I'm a couple fights away from that. Yeah, I'm right yeah. there. That fight yeah. is fucking huge. Like each fight, I've had ten fights in the UFC or some shit like that. Each fight's gotten a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger. But now it's getting a lot bigger. Like my next fight is for the title. It's fucking huge. I go out there and highlight, knock out little Henry or little Aljo. I will be up there with the biggest athlete in the world. I go and defend the belt. I think I'm the biggest athlete in the world, starting from then until I'm finished. You I even think, me- sorry, you even mentioned like every fight you get bigger and bigger. You feel like every fight, maybe your I guess your following gets bigger, your community gets bigger. Well, how do you how do you see that? Like how does how does that come to you after the fight? Like what are you noticing? Um, money, just, just <laughs> the money, right? Like what brand deals and stuff like that. Brand deals are, I mean, yeah, the brand deals are are, are getting bigger and bigger each time. The the UFC contracts are getting bigger each time. Um. But how how long can you actually last in this game? Like realistically, everyone's different. But how long do you think you can last in this game? Twenty eight right now. Been in the UFC for five years. That five years went by pretty fast. You know, I think I got. It depends. It's so hard to say. <laughs> you start making that Connor money. Yeah, you don't want to stop. You know, I don't want to sit here and say oh, I'm going to make that money, and then I'm going to just think about fighting because fighting's a fucking rough sport, dude. Oh, Training for, sure. for a fight, a fight camp. I've been doing twelve week, three month fight camps. No one I have a fight for 12 weeks. My whole life is like fight camp. Just I'm that, not going yeah. out. I'm not fucking going out on a Friday hanging with the boy. I'm in bed. I mean, I'm not even in fight camp right now. And last night I was in bed, fell asleep at like nine. Yeah, so yeah. I, my life is pretty much a fight camp for the most part. But when you're dialed in for 12 weeks, it's exhausting. It's fucking mentally exhausting, physically exhausting. Um, so it's hard to say. You got fucking $100 million in the bank. It's like, do I really want to go fucking... <laughs> Get punched in the face keep today, going. Like. But you mentioned Connor and Connor Money. Like, do you do you use him as someone you would look like? Let's say look up to in a certain sense. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, dude. I love what Connor. I love what he did. Like, it's fucking. And I I want to do the same thing. It's it sucks though. Once you get to a certain level of fame, it's like you, like Connor, whoever he fights is rich as fuck. Yeah. No matter what, whoever he fights, he's bringing them up. And in yeah. this game, it's like you almost don't. Like Connor's like, I, I can go fight this guy, but now now I know I'm gonna give him a platform and make. Mm. So he's almost too big to yeah. where he's like, fuck, wow. he can't. You know what I mean? It's like he's sucks. giving everyone a platform. <laughs> yeah, like I think Henry Cejudo is one of the most annoying people in the world. <laughs> like you just look at him, but he goes out there and beats Aljo. I'm gonna give him a platform to fight the Sugar Show, and it's just like, well, you kind of got to do it. it. You kind of yeah, have to do it, it at that yeah, point. Yeah. I think even the way that you you've built your brand. I mean, I don't see many fighters or athletes in general that are. In the sports, though, not retired, yeah. and then focus on on building their personal brand, their, their social, and like, look, you're wearing your yeah. merch. And yeah. This is not new, right? You've been doing this for some time. So, what made you want to get into that and realize, hey, maybe there's opportunities if I can expose myself online? Yeah, I mean, I, I you always hear like fighters don't get paid, UFC fighters don't get paid a lot, um, and that's kind of true in a sense. But it it's a you eat what you kill business. Like if you fucking bring in, if you have seven people watching you at home, and like the UFC can track like who's Who's a draw? They know. Mm. UFC 280, the last fight I was on, I was yeah. there was two fights after me. There was a co-main in the main event. I was the fight right before that. They did all the, um, what's the word where you go ask people? Uh, surveys or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Surveys. I was the biggest draw for UFC 280. I sure. sold that pay-per-view. Mm. I didn't get a percentage of that, which is fine. I'm still working my way up to that. But uh, you eat what you kill. I'm, I'm, I'm doing a new contract after I just beat the number one guy in the world. And I'm going to get compensated correctly yeah hopefully i mean that's the plan yeah i have a great relationship with the ufc so i'm 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 assuming that's you know we're good to go i'm gonna i I just beat the number one guy in the world yeah i'm gonna get paid 
I'm gonna get paid like that. Like you should. Yeah. I, I mean, I I see a lot of shit. Like obviously, Jake Paul is always talking shit about yeah. Dana White yeah. and the way he treats the fighters and stuff like that. Like, what do you have to say to that? I like Jake Paul. I love what he's doing. I'm gonna watch every one of his fight. I was fucking ringside at his last one. I just don't necessarily agree with the fighter pay. I have a good relationship with Dana White, and uh, it, it's it's tricky. It's a tricky situation, but it's like, dude, there's some people that. I think the base contract, you get signed to UFC, you make 12 and 12. So you go out there and win $24,000. Mm. You get a bonus, $50,000. You're chilling. You you made a decent amount of money in your first UFC fight. like, And you don't even have to have a following. Like, If you get signed mm. to UFC, like I had a decent following when I got signed because the Snoop Dogg went crazy and shit like that. I still got paid 12-12 for my first contract. I was able to renegotiate after that fight because, which not very many people are. Like usually you go from 12 to 12 to 14 to 14. I went from 12 and 12 to 20 and 20 or whatever it was. I was able to jump a little bit because I had a follow. It a brand. Yes. So, I mean, it's like, it's it's the fighter's problem. It's yeah. like, go out <laughs> there, build your own brand and, and make people want to watch so, you if yeah. you want to get paid. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to do. And I wanted to make more money than that. So I'm, what am I, I'm starting merch. I'm doing brand deals. I'm growing my social media because I know numbers get you paid. If I can get 100,000 likes on each post, I'm like, and brand deals are looking for people to sponsor or I have someone going out, you know, um, trying to get me to get sponsored by them. Like they're going to go look at my socials, but yeah, oh yeah. shit, he's popping. Look at the numbers. Yeah. But even on top of that, like outside of the brand stuff, a lot of it is about the way you fight. Like you're an yeah, exciting 100%. fighter, right? Absolutely. Like, did you, like, is that, is that something you kept in mind coming into it? Cause like there's boring guys, right? Whatever. Like yeah. I'm not going to say any names, but guys who just kind of go for the win in a boring way. Obviously that doesn't help in terms of pay. I would imagine. Yeah. I mean, look at Aljamain. He's, he's, uh, he finishes people. He's the champ right now. He's just boring. Yeah. People that he's, but he grabs people. And he's so good. I'm not taking away from his skill. He's the champ for a reason. He goes yeah. out there, he grabs people, chokes. I'm like, as a fighter, it's impressive. But as a fan, it's like, meh, I'd rather watch Sugar fight. But nice. I've never, it was never my style. I just lucked out. That's just my style. Yeah. I, okay. I go out there and knock people out. I don't go into a fight thinking I'm going to be entertaining necessarily. Like, I go out there and I'm trying to fucking win. Yeah. I just have to knock people out. Is that, what, is that what you think some other guys are missing the entertainment aspect of like being an entertainer as well because the UFC is a whole show it's not just the yeah, fight yeah. I mean you can be an entertainer at the press conference media yeah. day um, the weigh ins like there's so many opportunities to be an entertainer that people dude you go to media day you go to a press conference and you'll have motherfuckers like Peter my last fight was yeah. wearing the Venom fight kit dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fuck that <laughs> what are you doing you're wearing you get I got like $6,000 sponsorship for my last fight from Venom you get paid per fight so if you have 10 to 11 fights you get 6,000 whatever it is okay. so Peter probably got $6,000 to wear that he didn't have to wear that I was wearing a fucking suit I was yeah. being a character out of my hair froed yeah. you know what I mean like I'm trying to entertain people that are sitting there on YouTube watching this like waiting for something sweet to happen you fucking a bunch of boring ass people so yeah most fighters are fucking boring yeah. and complain about not getting paid it's their own fault. They're not yeah. doing enough. And when it comes yeah. to like renewing your contracts with UFC, so you're saying that they actually take into consideration your social following and stuff like that? Or you're saying that's more for brand deals? That's definitely more for brand but deals. Will the UFC look at that and I be think like, okay. They, I think once it gets big enough. Okay. Yeah. But they also know, like they, they do the surveys, they can see the analytics of when people are tuning in, why are people tuning in? And uh, so that doesn't, ne doesn't necessarily matter about your social following. If if they're if you're the surveys and shit are coming back and you have a giant so, social fall, it's not gonna hurt. Having yeah, a giant, course, it's not gonna hurt. But the brand deals is 
it is where the social fucking obviously matters. Yeah. The engagement fucking matters. The authenticity of your posts matter. Would you and say I think the fans say, like to con- connect with you too online? Fuck, they yeah. feel fucking like they know you. Yeah, yeah, of course. Would you say the like the the connection with the the Nelk guys, Happy Dad, and all that helped? As oh, well. oh yeah that, and that was fucking organic too I th- yeah. that was not like a forced thing how'd that come to be yeah I'm i curious. think i was blacked out and messaged <laughs> after one of my fights and i messaged steve because it was crazy I didn't, I didn't know who steve was and fight week we were at the hotel it was covid so we were locked in the hotel for so for them tuesday to the fight saturday you were fucking basically locked in the hotel me and tim um were just chilling and binged all of steve will do it stuff <laughs> yeah and because uh, I didn't really know who what Nelk was, I've heard about him. I heard they were going to the fights, and I, and I didn't I didn't necessarily know at all who who Nelk was. But then I saw Steve, and I remember after one of my fights, I was blacked. I'm pretty sure I messaged Steve, <laughs> said something, and then he's like, "Yo, you want to come to Miami and hang out with Six Nine? That was like a week after I fought, and I was like, "Dude, fuck yeah!" Like I'm, yeah, I'm, I, I, I love I like <laughs> Six's music. I was a fan, so. I was like, fuck yeah. So flew to Miami that next weekend and hung out with Steve. And uh, that was like the, f- that was the first time I met Steve. Dude gives me an iced out <laughs> yeah. rainbow AP that I fucking love. Legendary. Rocked first time out. you met. First time I met and we fucking partied. And we partied Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. It was crazy, dude. <laughs> it was a it was a legendary trip. I know Six and Steve are in like Europe right now, partying around. Yeah. That's another one. Like I could go hang out with. I would love to. Like you know, hey, Sugar, you want to come hang? Like I can't. I gotta turn mm-hmm. all that shit down right now because I gotta grind. Um, also, shout out Timex. You gotta rock oh. the both, baby. Yeah, That's yeah. a little brand deal. Shout out right there. It's hard because <laughs> I love <laughs> I love the ice. I love the ice, but I am I am uh, partnered with Timex right now. So you gotta wear the ice to be a little flashy. But sometimes when I don't want to go, go undercover, yeah, yeah, lay okay. low a little <laughs> bit. I'll rock on the, the band. That's sick. Yeah, the, these these new That's Timex cool. UFC ones are fire. But uh, I'm gonna try to do something where I can get a little iced out Timex mm, deal. Maybe yeah, start selling them. I don't know. You but, mentioned uh, you mentioned a lot like 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 partying and, and not wanting to go into that area anymore and did something happen that maybe you partied too much one time and you're like fuck like i, I gotta make sure that doesn't happen again or no i've been i mean there was a, up. no there was a there was like uh i feel like I, I don't feel like i've overdone it i don't think i've over parted i don't think i was not training enough ever i feel like i've always been able to stay disciplined enough to know like after that fight i went out with steve i had just fought and my hands were fucked i fought the guy with the green hair i don't know if you guys see yeah, that yeah, fight yeah. Punched that dude for 14 and a half minutes until the ref stopped it. My hands were so sore, dude. Like, I couldn't train. Like, we're yeah, gonna, yeah. and I'm going to take, and that's, I'm going to go hang out. With, I know what that does for my brand. I'm hanging out with fucking Steve. He's massive on you. I'm hanging out with 6 9 Like, oh, that's massive for the, yeah. for my brand, too. And it's like, what the fuck? Of course I'm going to go do that. Like, that that's fun as fuck. And it's yeah. not, it's a week after my fight. I'm not going to be at the gym anyway. I like to take two, three, four weeks off to, to just let the body heal. It's a long fight camp. So, um, but after that, I think I'd party like three weekends in a row, but I didn't think I overdid it. Um, especially now that I'm ranked number one, my next fight's for the title, probably in July, which is a long time. It's like mm, six months or yeah. so, but I, and I am going to, uh, Vegas this next weekend, um, to do a an appearance and a watch party. There's a fights in Vegas. I'm gonna do a watch party. I like, uh, this place called Red Tail in Resorts World. Okay. Have you guys ever been to Zook in Resorts World? No. no this no. club. I'm gonna okay. do a club appearance. And no. I haven't partied. I, I partied with the boys actually the night after my fight. We partied in Dubai. Yeah. Yes. Uh, with Steiny and Gabe. <laughs> the uh, boys. Um, Kyle. But so I only partied once since that fight. I've been training. 
And uh, it's different. I, it does feel different now. I'm like, I'm ranked number one. My next fight's for the title. Like, I need to be fucking and more grinding. pressure. Yeah, but yeah, you're being yeah. smart about it. Like, like you said, like, you're, you're obviously you're partying with these guys and these are your boys. Like, and you guys fucking vibe. But at the end of the day, it also helps the brand. Like, you're not stupid about it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it, I'm, I'm sure they're not getting ways. mad that you don't want to go to a club. Like, you know, you're fucking <laughs> no, yeah, you're an like, athlete. They're always, they're always really cool about it. Like, Kyle hit me up and he's like, hey, can you make it? I'm like, no, dude, I, I got to be here training. He's like, 100%, dude. Do, like, I'd rather you be doing yeah, that. Yeah. So they're always really cool and understanding about it. How about but the happy dad hard. deal? Happy dad deal is still pending, and, and that's that's like something I learned. Um, you know, like I said, I'm still learning all this shit. I'm mm. 28, doing all these brand deals, and because uh, I see you rocking the chain. Oh well. yeah, of course, happy yeah, dad. Yeah. I still rock with them, and it's not the deal's not done yet. But that's just something that I I got super excited about. You know, it was in talks, and I you know it was like you you get the contract and you send it to the lawyers and the lawyers explain the contract to you and then yeah. I got I have to go back and say hey this is what I want so that that's still pending yeah, yeah, yeah. but I still I still wrap the happy dad chain I still I feel like I'm part of the you know part of the family it's gonna get done the deal's gonna get done for sure um but that was a learning thing where like I was like all about it right away instead of waiting for it to get done but i don't think i like i said i'm just learning about yeah. all this shit like i was gonna say even with these contracts and stuff is that something that you're like personally trying to also focus on like you're sending those contracts in are you actually dialed in to be like okay like what does this mean you know what i mean because i know yeah. a lot of our athletes money comes in they don't give a fuck hey you know what yeah just let my lawyer take care of it let this guy take care of it are you yeah. are you actually trying to learn it for yourself as well like, i love being on all the brand deals i have a guy named emron who uh is like a business advisor to me. Um, he owns Sanable, which is was my first sponsor, okay. and has still been a sponsor for the last five years. Sanable's a MMA, or I guess not MMA, just like a combat sports company. It sells gloves, shin guards, geese, rash guards, all that stuff. And uh, Emron's the CEO of that. He actually graduated to become a doctor. He was gonna be like he's a fucking okay. smart dude. He's from uh, Pakistan, and he's someone I get on the phone with every single day mm. he's a ceo of a company and and does all that stuff for sanable and for the last probably three years a couple of years we, we he's been doing all my brand deals with me such a he's so smart and i'm learning so much from him he's been through so much and he he gets gets uh experience in doing all the stuff with me it's like because he doesn't take any money i've tried to pay him oh, shit, oh he won't even free. let me he won't even let me if like we went, met with ufc the other day he yeah. won't even let me buy his flight from yeah. where he lives to Vegas, on. hotels. Like he won't let me pay him to do, do anything. He's just a he's a good dude, but uh, yeah, he he's fucking. He looks over all my contracts. We also have a lawyer do it because he's not a lawyer. Of course, he's a you know he's very very smart, and he's so smart to know like all right, I need someone else to look at that. So we do have lawyers that look over certain things, but when it comes to like brand deals and getting on the phone calls and asking the right questions, we'll be on a brand deal, and he'll be asking questions. I'm like, holy shit. Like, how'd you think of that? Yeah. Good question, yeah. Like, I'm so glad. Cause but I'm impressed that you're, I'm impressed that you're, like, that into it as well. Because, like I said, yeah. a lot of guys be like, oh, whatever, bro, 150K, yeah, yeah, yeah just sign the contract. Right, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, whatever, 500K, just sign the fucking yeah. contract. We've you know? turned down, I mean, I've turned down probably millions of dollars in contracts. Come on. Just because they weren't right. They're just not necessarily the right timing. We're going to mm -hmm. hold off because it's going to be bigger next year. It's Like, we've turned down a lot of money. Yeah, but that, that that means that like you're betting on yourself. Like you exactly. believe you can you can Dude, keep it going. Yeah, exactly. And on, and and to that point, like, have you ever in your career like had any self doubt? Like, yo, maybe this isn't for me. Like, maybe I can't I can't like get to where I think I can. Like, what's up, everyone? Hope you're enjoying the show. The boys are back in Canada, as you can see, as you can tell. It's fucking cold. It's fucking gray. 
There's a couple benefits that come from being in Canada. My favorite is Bulldog Casino. The boys have been firing on blackjack. Listen, we gotta do the same for you. You gotta get on and start winning with the boys, all right? We've been hitting blackjack, we've been hitting parlays. With that being said, Bodog is offering a $400 welcome bonus to all our Canadians that sign up right now, all right? Whether you put 200 bucks, 300 bucks, 50 bucks, they're gonna match it. They're also gonna give you 50 free casino spins, so go have some fun with that. And lastly, make sure you're using crypto to withdraw and deposit. So fast, so smooth, so efficient. And you know the boys are all about efficiency, all right? So get on Bodog, go sign up, join the boys, and let's get back to the episode. Yeah, there's definitely been times. When I first moved to the lab, in Phoenix, I'm from, like I said, Helena, Montana, dude. I was beating up bums in Helena. I didn't know. Like, I thought I was really fucking good. And then I came down here and I was sparring with guys who were in the UFC, getting absolutely smashed. Like, no, not even close. And I remember 19, 20 years old crying after practice, be like, oh shit. Like, this that's is tough. Fucked. Yeah. But I always was able to kind of come back and be like, okay, well, it's just a matter of, they've just put in more work than me. Fair. I just need to put in the work. I'm an athlete. And I'm smart as, uh, and when it comes to athletics, like I can, you can show me a move, I can apply it. Mm. So I was like, I just need to be in the fucking gym. I just need to be in the gym. But there was multiple times where I was like, fuck, maybe this isn't for me. But that was always snap out of it. That was always kind of just like a mood. Not yeah, snap yeah. out of it and, and get back to reality. And be like, okay, well, I just need to be, just need to go to the gym, go to the gym, go to the gym. Just need to work. Just yeah, work. Yeah. And in, in terms of like while you were growing, while you were, I guess, building better habits, building this lifestyle to be this athlete, um, were there any bad habits that you had to kind of say goodbye to on the way? And how did you do it? Uh, bad habits. No, dude. I, I When I moved to Arizona when I was 19, I had never smoked, never drank, never did any drugs. Wow. Was was Dude, I was dialed in as far as like I knew what I needed to do. And that was be in the gym, be able to wake up and go back to the gym. And, and so I was trying to think of bad habits. Eating. I, I didn't know how to eat healthy, dude. I yeah. was ate like shit like pretty much everyone because we're not taught how to eat healthy. And the re only reason I really started looking into eating healthy is because I wanted to train more and I wanted to be healthier. My back, dude, I'll fucking eat Hot Pocket and then go to the gym and be like, what the fuck? Why do I, why do I feel like shit? Fucking heartburn. Yeah. And then you start learning. It's like, okay, well, we're like, we're cars yeah. and we need to fuel ourselves appropriately. You're not going to put shit in a fucking Lamborghini and expect yeah. it to work. But you said you weren't smoking or drinking at all? Prior never. To I never here? had smoke or drank in my life. I never drank until I was 21. And then I started smoking when I moved to Arizona because Tim was a bad influence and, <laughs> Shout and out Tim. forced me. <laughs> I was going to say, like, you're, now you're like an advocate for it. Yeah, yeah. Talk I, about that a little bit. I'm curious. Yeah. It was actually we because we, we, there was a fighter R.I.P. Elias. He was Elias in the UFC. I don't know if you know yeah, who he yeah, is. Yeah, he was on our pod. Good friend of ours on our pod back home in Toronto. And uh, he was like the first guy who was like allowed to smoke weed and, and fight. Yeah. So I see you're kind of doing the same thing. I'm curious what your thoughts are on that. And, and, and if you think that will eventually be like 100% allowed. or it pretty is much it, is. Like, is now, right, right now. Yeah. yeah, the UFC has zero issue. Um, I remember when, but even when I started getting into the UFC five years ago, it was still kind of like, like I remember people coming up to me like, hey, dude, you shouldn't because I was posting when I, right when I first started smoking weed because I was so against it at first. Mm. My dad was a cop. Yeah. I I thought I was so against marijuana oh, okay. because of what I was told growing yeah, up. Like sure. this is a bad drug. Mm. Like this is you know is no different than meth to yeah. me in my mind. So I was so against it. So then when I smoked for the first time, I was like, what the fuck, like, <laughs> bro? This was on it. So when I started smoking, I started posting on social media because it was I was a rebel. I've always been a rebel. So in my mind, I'm like, I'm gonna post parents were pissed like but i would get hit up by adults 
like, hey, dude, this is going to affect, like, sponsorships. Like, this could affect you getting in the UFC. Mm. And I was like, I don't give a fuck. Like, go back, like, <laughs> look at my old, old posts. It's me smoking. It's like when I first started smoking, I thought it was fucking... <laughs> it was just funny because I was told about how, how it was... I was told about how bad it was and I did it. I tried it for myself and I was like, oh, my, like you got to do your own research. You can't just trust what people tell you. Um, and dude, my biggest sponsors right now are, are cannabis are cannabis sponsors. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm actually in the renegotiation phase right now. So they're, and it's like you do a year contract, like that contracts up. And if you don't read, if you don't talk about renegotiations at 10, 11 months, like, we didn't now so we're now they're technically not sponsors right now because we're, we're yeah. talking but i'm been with them for the last couple of years so i'm pretty confident like we've had a good relationship i've made them money they paid me money we have a really good relationship that uh that i'm uh confident enough to give them a shout out on here because of what the work we've done and, and, and the work we're going to continue to do and that's dr dabber and cool. king palm they're they've been my some of my biggest sponsors right now and that's in the marijuana industry which is crazy to think about we're creating some dope content for them too though yeah yeah and they i mean every single sponsor i've had we've renegotiated because they love the shit i'm doing i just recently signed with timex and and i've made like the the content i made i make a reel and it's gonna get you know over a million views if it's a if it's a good reel i'm gonna get over a million views and that's like it's hard to for timex to say okay i'm gonna go get a I'm gonna, I want a million views. How can I get that? Like who else am I going to get it from? Yeah, you're not going to get it from some fucking average fighter in the UFC. Or, so, yeah, yeah. The 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 relationships I have with these brands are uh, very beneficial for both parties. Yeah. But, but in terms of cannabis and the sport, like, do you think it helps you? Like, And, and if so, how? Dude, I would say 90% of people that use cannabis abuse it. It's a drug nice. that you can abuse. It's just like caffeine. If you're drinking too much caffeine, like, it's... it's it'll fuck you, you up, Yeah, man. it'll fuck you up. Marijuana is the same way. I have... My buddy Schmitty fucking smokes all day, dude. Shout out Schmitty, yo. Yeah. <laughs> the guy's stoned right now. He's stoned. He's hiring out. He, he's, he's li- I have a, I have a, bought a house that, it, that's a funny story. Um, I met him on Xbox. I mean, he was a subscriber, <laughs> cool. bro. Cool. And yeah, yeah. I've got a house right now. I call it the Jobin House. It's where three of the kids that I met online live at it. It's right, it's like a couple miles from my house. They that's live amazing. at it. They got jobs here. They're doing their own thing. But yeah, Schmitty, he fucking abuses marijuana, but most people do. I feel like I'm very good at not abusing it. I use it for, like, I'm not going to just, I'll, I'll smoke with the boys and get high and get stupid just for fun, just so we can laugh and giggle. Like, that happens. But for the most part, I use it not too close to bed. If I use it too close to bed, if I go to bed high, my sleep score, I track my sleep. My sleep's not as good. My REM sleep's dog shit. I wake up feeling uh, groggy i smoke around six before dinner have a good dinner i'm high i'll do my nightly routine hot tub cold plunge stretch and i can be high doing that shit i feel like i can get way deeper into the stuff that i'm doing than if i was sober i feel like if i did it sober it'd be fine too i'm not relying i'm not like i need this shit Yeah, yeah i'm not addicted to marijuana but i do use it to benefit my life where i feel like most people don't so the way you use it, it's not affecting you negatively at all. I would say no. Yeah. I would say there's nothing that I do that affects me negatively. Um, and I'm if it was, I'm we're, <laughs> we're, <it wrong>. <laughs> we're just smoking the smoke out here. Yeah. Much, and that's okay sometimes to smoke <laughs> with the boys. Like, like I said, I'll fucking smoke with the boys. At, like at the Jobin house, I'll go over, get high. We can laugh, giggle, fucking hang out. And I don't think it's a bad thing. But if you're yeah. literally smoking every night just to get as high as possible, yeah. just to fucking numb and gel out. 
Schmitty, you heard that, bro. Yeah. Too. Yeah, wake up stole yeah. too. Yeah. What's the? How do you track your sleep? Is it the sleep app? Uh, I use this. Oh, the, yeah. the yeah, the okay, ring. yeah, not a sponsor, by the way. I would. I've been using this shit for like four years. I was using this shit before, like they sponsored the UFC. Now. I was using this before they sponsored the UFC. I've been using this for a long, long time, very consistently, and it's uh, yeah. tracking your sleep's good for you. Cause you wake up and you look at that, and you're like, "Fuck, I didn't sleep good. Why didn't I sleep yeah. good? Well, I ate fucking Dairy Queen." Right before bed, I fucking took a giant bong rip and was spinning. I fucking didn't work out. Just like you start narrowing things down, and be like to try to get your sleep score up. Because you talk a lot about sleep too. I've I've heard you t- yeah. talk about the importance, and I think that's something we're learning about too as a team. True. We're traveling a lot now, and and like we're we're noticing how important it is. So yeah. I guess when did you realize that um, how important it was for you? And and on a scale, let's say of every all the habits that you have and the lifestyle you have. Where would you rank sleep in there? Dude, sleep is number fucking one. Sleep yeah. and diet are the two things. I first learned about sleep on a Joe Rogan podcast. He had this sleep expert on him, Matthew yep. Walker, probably like seven, eight years ago was the podcast, but I listened to it probably four or five years ago. And it blew my fucking mind. Yeah. Dude. I couldn't sit here and tell you like the exact facts and what blew my mind. One that stood out was like men that sleep like six to seven hours a night have testosterone levels of their age plus 10 years so if you're 28 and you get six hours of sleep your testosterone levels are of a 38 year old man wow. and uh, that's that's huge your testosterone's that's fucking fuck, especially for you bro yeah like, for, for, the, for the average guy but for you especially like dude like look at this sleep last night this was a friday night like okay. i could here we go total sleep nine hours and 41 minutes oh, that's mm. nice yeah that's, that's nice. a proper snooze that's <laughs> yeah that's a proper rem snooze. sleep that's like where you dream and stuff yeah, two hours 33 minutes which is 25 percent of my sleep which is mad like good Huge, yeah. deep sleeps where your muscles recover and shit i had an hour 42 minutes which is seven was with 17 percent ideally you kind of want to at least get 15 percent of rem and deep each okay um but dude my sleep last night was so and is that waking good. you up at a certain time like based on i, I wake up whenever the fuck okay, i wake cool. up because no, i know there's some apps that they wake you up based yeah. on if you're in your rem sleep or not yeah that's i i, I had a set of alarm the other day because i had to go to vegas to meet with ufc bro and i was like what the fuck? Yeah, oh, the worst, I hated bro. it, dude. If you it's can wake up no alarm. Like, yeah. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. I feel like having a family has made everything so much easier, yeah. made a routine so much Facts, easier. Yeah. If Facts. I was a, if I didn't have Danny and Elena, and I was a single, and I was in, I was had as much money as I do, as much fame as I do right now, bro. This is a I big topic because me and this guy have been talking about this like yeah. large, okay? Yeah. Like basically about like high performing men, high intensity men. Um, and then the connection of like having a family, yeah. having like a woman and that kind of like keeping you o- o- almost actually helping you get ahead. Do you agree with that? Danny, she does, uh, she's a hairstylist. She does my hair. So that she does take helps me with my brand. Um, but dude, she's, and she's like the opposite of me. I'm kind of like loud and want to be the center of attention. She's so fucking quiet, dude. Like she won't, if she walked in right now, she'd be shy. She doesn't say much. So we're like very opposite in that way. But she keeps, yeah, keeps me grounded and just fucking, she helps with that, like my food. I like, we make sure we're eating clean as fuck. Like having Danny's made my career like without, if I didn't meet Danny, cause I met her when I was like two and oh pro. I wasn't shit. I was like, okay. making 500 and 500 or some shit. And uh, I've had I've been with her ever since, and uh, she's I truly, truly, truly don't believe I would be in this spot without Danny. Like that's how much mm. she's helped me throughout my career. I really don't like I truly don't believe I'd be here without her. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And then and then I imagine also you know welcoming your daughter into the world was probably just an extra boost, dude, a hundred percent. Because the shit like even though Danny's perfect, and I still like 
crave strange. It's yeah. on my mind, dude, and it will never <laughs> not be. And I, I, I just think that's just how men are for the Facts, most part, yeah. especially you put that and then you say, put, I'm an athlete. I train, I'm healthy. My testosterone levels are, are where they should be. Dude, we're fucking men. We're fucking <laughs> horny men. And Danny knows that when I first met her, I'm like, this is, a, this is a, what, this is what's up. I want to fuck chicks. That's just in like, sorry, do you think it's, it's not possible to be with one woman? I think it's possible if you, uh, I mean, it could be, and I, I think like this, it could be a mental weakness. My, mm. I could, me wanting to hook up with chicks and, and, and doing stuff like that could just be a mental weakness. You have so much discipline though at the same time. I know, how would that weird. make sense? It's, how would that make that's sense? How, that's what happens when you get horny. You fucking, <laughs> you guys have been horny. You know what happens. You lose you it. You fucking don't give a <laughs> fuck, dude. I remember being in high school, dude, if a chick said, hey. Stay up till 4 a.m. and then walk 10 miles. I'll fuck you. I would do it. Like, yeah, I would you do anything for some <laughs> pussy. And I feel like being that age and doing shit like that, I'm like, fuck, I don't feel like I've changed in that sense. I, I've definitely gotten a lot smarter, and now I'm in a position where I got to be careful with girls I hook up with. I can't, you know what I mean? So it's like, I got to be, I got to be a lot smarter. But, but it's dude that's still in there. I'm a fucking you, like, dog. Well, you're still young too, bro. Like, yeah. But how do you? How do you like? How, like, and a lot of guys are probably gonna wonder this. Like, you said from day one, you told her like, hey, like we can be together, yeah. but like this is what it is. Yeah. Like, how, like, it, was she accepting of it from from day one, or was it like, yo, if you can't accept this, then I don't, then I, I feel don't like know. You if gotta this write a book on out. that, bro. Yeah, it yeah. Because yeah, like guys, some guys, guys need, need help book, with this, bro. bro. Straight up. It was kind of like that's how we first started the relationship. I was like, like I want to be able to fuck chicks mm. but then for a couple years not, it wasn't like that it wasn't like i was fucking chicks we it was just me and her it was like a monogamous relationship for a couple years and then at one point i don't remember when but but tim and mariah tim's been with his girl for 11 years or something yeah. i've been with danny for seven um at a certain point me and tim were always talking about chicks and stuff we're like we gotta start we gotta learn how to bring it up to our girls we gotta just be honest with them because dude i i want to it's on my mind every day. Yeah. There's not a day that goes by that I wouldn't want to fuck some strange. Yeah, like, yeah. Especially in your position now. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not like I do. I, I, I really don't hook up with that many chicks. Like, it, more, People think it's like every day, every week, yeah, yeah. every week. It's not. But just knowing I, I'm able to, it's not going to fucking ruin our relationship. Uh, but let me go back. So a couple years into our relationship, Tim and I start learning there's a lot of people that are in open relationships in the world. Like you can, you can get learn podcasts, read books on it. But really, I think the biggest thing was just being honest with the girls. Be like, this is how I think. And when you tell a girl how you actually think, they're like, what the fuck? Yeah. They like, trip we're out, dogs. Yeah. Yeah. We're horny. We we're at the grocery store. We see a mom with nice tits. Like <laughs> I'm going to go home and watch porn to moms with nice tits. Like that's how fucked up we are. Yeah, it's we're facts, dogs. It's <laughs> and like you explain how we are to the girls and they're like, it it helps them understand mm. a little bit, but they don't get it. Then they go like, there's girls that are similar to guys that are just fucking like there, yeah. there is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so having those conversations with Danny and it's never easy. Like there, I mean, even still like, if I go to the club this weekend in Vegas, like Danny doesn't think like, oh, he's not going to cheat on me. He's not going to like, she's probably assuming that I'm going to fucking try to hook up with some sexy slut, yeah. <laughs> but it's not going to ruin our relationship. Say I do hook up with a girl in Vegas and I come home and, and she, I tell her or she says, Hey, do you, and I say, yeah, we're not, our, we're not going to break up. We're not going to ruin what we have because I was horned up in Vegas yeah. one night. Like we're not going to ruin what we have for that. And it's, I think it's just a true deeper level of love that 
I don't know if mo- as many people get to. Um, yeah, but it's the honesty part, like you're saying. Yeah, it's a it's tough a f- conversation, bro. It is. <laughs> I was yeah. gonna say, man. It, it's dude. Have it, like you have those st- knots in your stomach where you have to bring it up because you know it's gonna affect them. You know course, it's gonna emotionally. But every time this has happened, every time I've hooked up with a girl and Danny's asked me about her, I've told her about it. It has made her grow so much as a person mm. and has made our relationship grow so much. So I think we are where we are because of everything we've been through. It's never easy. Like if I go hook up with a chick, for she gets jealous or she feels these emotions come up. But What's up, boys? You already know what time it is. It's full send subs time, baby. All right, I'm here to talk about two subs that I like to use pretty often, okay? The reason I like using them, first of all, before I get into what they do, is because they're like the little packets. So you just like pop them out, toss it in a water bottle, shake it around, and it makes your water taste good for those people who don't like to drink water because it tastes like nothing, although I don't mind it. But it adds a little flavor, so it's good. You got the, uh, the immunity booster, all right? Keeping the kids just moving. You know how it goes. We're, hit, we're hitting flu season soon. It gets, uh, you know, it gets a little cold depending on where you're at. A lot of people get a little sniffles, a little this, a little that. This shit keeps you moving, okay? It boosts immunity and it actually does a few more things, okay? Increases testosterone, increases stamina, and Im- improves re- and repairs the bodily tissues in your body. So, get this shit. Keep you, keep you fucking moving, okay? And on the other hand, you got the B12 is an energy booster. Listen, I know every day we don't always wake up and feel like we got so much energy to get shit done, especially us entrepreneurs who like don't wake up and just do you know the same thing every day. You're always on the move, doing different shit, talking to different people, whatever the case may be. So whenever I'm having one of those days, I use one of these bad boys. It keeps me going, okay? Boost energy level, actually helps your liver function. Uh, it supports a balanced mood. It does a lot of really good things for you. So that's it. Keep it simple with these two. And if you're gonna try them, you may as well get a discount, all right? MBH15 is the discount. Supplements.co. That's the fucking website, all right? And with that being said, let's get back to this episode. Would you say, like, would you say that if a guy, like, okay, a guy and a girl in a relationship, guy goes out, um, and whatever, you could say cheat, or if it's open, whatever, goes and does his thing, fuck some girl, that, like, it's easier for a guy to, like, have sex with zero emotional attachment compared to a female? Yeah, for sure. And I and like in our relationship, Dan, you had the same same event like options. Like you can go do this too. She's and you're cool with that. She's very very shy, and she's not. She doesn't think like me. She's not like I want to f- go fuck this guy. Yeah, like she yeah. just I, people are different. Like I said, there's some girls that are like that. Like yeah. they just want to go fuck. Danny's not like that. She loves what she has. I give her what she needs. Take care of her. She's not thinking like oh, I want to go fuck this guy, but. In our relationship, I mean, she had that option. Like, mm-hmm. it was not like, I'm going to go do this. You can't do that. It was mm-hmm. never like that. That's how it's been, though. It's like, I go do my thing. She doesn't really travel. She's home with Elena. Like, the only time I really go hook up with chicks is if I travel and go leave. Mm-hmm. So, it's it, it's it's never been uh, an issue like that. But uh, what'd you ask? No, I was just saying, like, in terms of a guy, if a guy goes out and does it compared oh, to yeah, a female, a lot of times, it's yeah. more like, guy. I, I think at least guys can go out. Major, like we're speaking to the majority that like yeah. guys can just go out fuck and it's literally like a handshake you know what I mean I've and hooked you, up with chicks I don't even know her name that's what I'm saying and it, club, it's, like, it's, it's <laughs> one and done and you, you almost like for, like truly forget about it two, yeah I'm like damn that was, and that was it was a good experience like, yeah. she had a good time I had a good time there's <laughs> nothing wrong with it yeah, yeah, you know what facts. I mean but yeah I think for most not, I don't, I don't want to say most I don't know I've never done a study but for yeah girls imagine, usually man. it's they want a relationship they want to be like okay what's next like yeah. Do you, do you think a big part of it, though, in, in terms of you and Danny, is that, like like you said, you take care of her? Like, even outside of, like, say, sexually, like, 
you know, builds her page. She has every, anything she wants. I think that's, that, like, that's got to play a role. That's kind of yeah. like the entertainment. People yeah, like, get so like, mad about that. Like, um, dude, yeah, she's, she's chilling. She's like, doesn't, have, she, she loves doing hair. She's very passionate about it. So she goes to work because she wants to, she doesn't yeah. have to. Yeah. And I think like right now she's working two days a week and, sure. uh, yeah, I take care of her financially. And the thing is too, is like, you can't go and like last night we had great sex. Mm. Like I, if, if we hadn't had sex in, three weeks and then I'm going out there and fucking another chick and then I come back and I don't fuck her and then I go fuck another chick that there's an issue there like mm. I have to be we I have to be pleasing her too you yeah, know what I mean yeah, that yeah. that's such an important part that a lot of like I think if guys try to in try to bring that up with their girls like you gotta make sure our relationship is good there can't yeah. be any fucking cracks in our relationship for me to go out there and do that stuff because then it's just gonna be a fucking shit show I'm curious like there's even a even, even a lot of guys say like Obviously, you have a relationship, right? So, you know, you're, you're hustling, doing everything for work, but you also got to put time and effort into the relationship yeah. as well, right? Yeah, outside of sexually and financially, like you got yeah. those emotions involved. There's, you know, those conversations that have to happen here and there. Like some guys would argue that that takes away from the work that you're doing. Would you agree or disagree? Um, Like work for career? Or yeah, what? like career-wise. like Dude, Dan, like Danny helps me with everything. Mm, if I'm making yeah. a video, she's shooting it. She's pitching mm. her idea. We're yeah. doing a merch drop. She's coming up with ideas too. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. getting, like working right now, we're doing a this, this cre uh, fresh drop. We have a robe dropping, this white robe. And I'm, I said, hey, will you find some models in Arizona? Like, let's fucking cool. do a photo shoot. So she's so involved in my career that it's... Uh, so it's she's like a partner. I was gonna say yeah, it's not even yeah. like it's not even like two separate things. Like oh fuck, I gotta attend to the relationship and then go do my job type yeah, of thing. It's kind yeah, of all intertwined. All in yeah, yeah, and it's like I come back to like the pleasing her. It's like girls want cuddles. Facts. She wants Facts. to hug. She Facts. wants me to hug her in the morning, give her a kiss, say good morning. She wants to cuddle at night and like that's what's so important to them. The sex is obviously important. All girls get fucking horny. Mm. Like and and but she wants to make if we're not cuddling at night sitting on the beanbag watching our show like that's what they want mm -hmm. and we do that every fucking night that's why this relationship works mm -hmm. it's not i'm never not home i yeah. sleep at home i wake up at home unless i'm obviously traveling but i rarely fucking travel to be yeah. honest like i haven't i've traveled a couple times after this fight to do to do some press stuff and like yeah. go to vegas but um yeah so yeah, hold it down. the, the most hold important thing yeah we're we're at home and yeah, people lose their mind. They're like, you, I can't believe you would go and fuck another chick. I'm like, I got, try having my fucking brain. Yeah, try true. not fucking a chick with this yeah. fucking brain. Yeah, Good luck. My life. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Andrew Tate, I know you did a pod with him about a month month ago. You and Tim. Yep. yep. How was that? was that your first time meeting him? Yeah, first time meeting Big Andrew. I fucking dude. I <laughs> how was I, that? He, he's a he's a good dude. I like him. It's so crazy that like the the TikToks and yeah. people trying to say he's a piece of shit, a misogynist, and all that shit. You if like if you actually listen to what he's saying, you actually listen to the full thing. Not it's like, dude, I, if you ask Danny, like, hey, you want to go drive my Lamborghini? She'd be like, no, fuck no. Yeah, like, yeah, I wouldn't want a girl driving my fucking sports car either. <laughs> like, yeah. if I had to pick between me and her in a situation at high stress, I'd pick me. If I had to pick someone who was fucking watching Elena, I'd pick a girl. Like, yeah. he has good points and. uh but yeah, meeting him was cool as fuck. Andrew, Andrew's the man. Yeah. And in terms of podcasting, I mean, you've been podcasting for a while now. Yeah, we've been doing the Timbo Sugar Show for probably four you, years. You got the one with your brother too? And the Bro Malley Show. We just That's started gross. that like a year ago. He moved down to Arizona, okay. graduated to be like a physical therapist. 
Cool. He's like, I don't want to fucking do that. So <laughs> I was like, well, let's just do a podcast once a fucking week. And yeah, uh, yeah so I pay him to kind of upload it and, and, and get Run it all it. situated. And so that's what he does. That he streams on Twitch, plays Call of Duty fucking five hours a day. <laughs> Is there anyone that, that inspired you in the podcast world to kind of get into it? Um, Tim actually was the one that was like, dude, let's do a podcast. Let's do a podcast. Let's do a podcast. So Tim was the, kind of the one behind it. Okay. And uh, I went on Joe Rogan four or five years ago before the yep. po- It was right before the podcast and being on there. Then we were hearing how much like Tim Ferriss was making per episode and like how much money there was in Crazy. it. Crazy. We're like, well, we have a pretty good message. We eat clean. We sleep clean. We we read. We're trying to, we have a good message to preach. And we're not, it's not like, hey, let's go make a bag and just sit there and talk for an hour. It's like, hey, let's go. Tell people what we're learning. Yeah. Why do we feel so fucking good? Let's go tell people. Now we have this fucking following that, dude, we've changed so many people's lives. Like, there's been so many people that have moved from out of state to Arizona to train at the gym wow. right in there. And they're going to hang out with us because they come train with us. They fucking learn how to eat. They're drinking, hydrating. They're not fucking, they're not, be, like, abusing their bodies like they used to. We've changed a lot of people's lives from podcasting. Well, you've been doing it for some years now. Yeah, so I, I think, think that's what kept it consistent, the fact that you're actually giving people value. Yeah, and it's been consistent as fuck. Like, we haven't, there hasn't been probably over, there's probably maybe a week where we didn't do one, but it hasn't yeah, been over hard. two. It's hard. Podcasting is hard to keep it consistent. Is. I want to go back quickly to, to the fighting for a second. I just have one question. In terms of, you went into your last fight, the underdog. What's it like? I feel like you've been pretty much the underdog since, I mean, up until almost this point, right? What's well, that like actually, going into? I was the favorite. This was the first time I was an actual underdog on the cards. On the cards. But but in general, I feel like your come up has been pretty like... People want to see me lose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? okay, but it, I guess we can speak then to this specific fight, being the underdog. What was that like going into it, looking at the cards, looking at the... Because I mean, did you look at like the odds and shit where these guys are gambling I always hear about it. Like, I always yeah. hear the boys like, I'm putting 150 on you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve put 250 on me yeah, one time Steve's or something. Big, which is yeah. fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. really affect me just because... You know, the stoicism, dude. I don't let external things, like I've been reading and learning about stoicism the last four or five years. I'm not going to let these external things affect how I feel inside. If someone says, hey, I put a million on you, I'm like, yeah. Congrats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It doesn't, doesn't phase me. After I win, and then they win that, then it's like, yeah, like I'm, yeah. I'm pumped. Uh, so yeah, then, um, um, fuck, what did you, you ask? No, it was like going being into this fight, fire. underdog. Yeah, I mean like, what it was, was that It like? was different being an underdog in a sense to where like, everyone thought i was gonna get mauled for sure because yeah, i yeah. hadn't fought the competition like i went from number 11 i fought a the fight before that i fought a guy named pedro muñoz who was very well respected very like that was supposed to be my toughest fight the fight ended in an eye poke no contest but it, it, it that fight just fucking sucked all around um so we still i still hadn't been tested now i'm fighting peter yon this fucking russian assassin yeah. who <laughs> could consider be considered the champ at the time because of the way the fight ended the last time he fought, blah, blah, blah. But fighting this killer. And yeah, dude, I was, I would, on my hard sprints, I was listening to like people say, predict the fights. And it was like, everyone was predicting mm-hmm. Peter. Like there was like, Sean really doesn't have a chance, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I knew I was elite. I knew what I was capable of. So going into that fight, the odds and shit didn't affect me, but I, I was just excited, dude. That was the most excited I've been for mm. a performance because I knew how high level of a fight it was going to be. And I always said, like, the better the guys, the better 
the the better me is going to come out. Like it's nice. going to take a good guy to bring the best out of me. And Peter was the number one guy in the world, so I was excited for that fight. How do you, how do you feel? How do you feel about the way that it ended? Because I know there was some people were trying to say, "Oh, I don't know if you should have won." This and yeah. that. I saw like TikTok was going crazy. There was yeah. so many fucking opinions, Bro, which I mean, you you're gonna expect, yeah. obviously. All the it was all the people that were saying I lost that fight were all the same people saying people, I was, yeah, had no chance. You go, mm. you go and rewatch the fight and you judge the fight on damage, which is the number one criteria for a judge when they're sitting on the cage side. Yeah. Say if there's no damage, if there's no damage, if the fight's kind of boring, then we'll go to like control. Yeah. Which he had more control time, but you didn't have to go to that criteria because of the damage. Facts. The first round, you go watch it. I did more damage. Like it's pretty clear to me. Second round, he did more damage. Third round, I did more damage. It's pretty clear for me. I won one and three. And a lot of people, like Joe Rogan, first came out said, "How how did Peter lose that fight? He should have won that fight." He said he was sitting around at a fucking table with his boys drinking, watching the fight. He said he rewatched the fight by himself, sat down, and actually rewatched it as a judge. Mm. Yeah, you won round one and three. That's how most people were after they rewatched. They're like, okay, yeah, we do get yeah, it. Yeah, it takes time. You got to yeah. like actually go back. Yeah, because I feel like in, in the heat of the moment, whether you're like at the fight, you're just going crazy. People are sitting at home drinking. They're yeah. kind of just like, but you're saying from a technical standpoint, when you sit down and watch it second yeah. time, you're like, oh, okay. You got the fucking W. That's what matters, bro. At the yeah. end of the day, yeah. <laughs> I, and it would it would suck if I did feel like I lost that fight. Yeah. I would be like, God damn it. I wouldn't sit right with me. But yeah. after rewatching it probably 10 times now, it's like I, I do believe I won that fight. I won round one and a round, I won round three. And uh, so it feels it feels good just to be like, dude, I beat Peter Yan, who is a fucking savage. Yeah, those Russians are fucked, eh? <laughs> dude, Yeah. Um, you mentioned the not letting external forces get to you and that spiritual side of you. When yep. did you start getting into that? Um, I know you mentioned meditation a lot. I fucking love meditating, bro. So yep. I got to listen to your journey on that too. Yeah. So we started, Tim, when he was fighting my coach, He uh, his last fight in Montana broke his jaw. Boom. Ooh. Had to get surgery, get it wired shut for like six weeks. Like just wired shut like That's that. Fucked. He started kind of getting into meditation because of the circumstances. Mm. He was like, like, how do you fucking control these thoughts? So he started getting into it, and he started telling me that we've always been good at that. Like, I read a book. I'm like, yo, you got to check this out. I listen to a podcast. Yo, you got to check this out. We've always been good at sharing information. And he's, he started meditating. He found it, like, very beneficial. And he's like, dude, you got to try this. You got to try this. Um, I don't remember the first app I, I downloaded. I think it might have been Waking Up by Sam Harris, who's a neuroscience yeah. uh, neuroscientist. And... Uh, it was like this 50-day thing. So every day for 50 days, like I think the first one was like three minutes for a couple of days, and then it was five minutes. And then at the end of it, it's like 10 minutes. Um, so that was like my first introduction to, to meditation was from Tim recommending it to me and uh, completely changed my life. Anytime you read a book that has like, like Tim Ferriss' books, he would, Tools of Titans, he interviews 100 different people, yeah. successful. You yeah. guys heard of him? Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, all the smartest motherfuckers talk about it. All, all the it. smartest motherfuckers talk about meditating, taking time out of their day to quiet their fucking mind. So so simple. It's hard. Like really you tell hard. someone, hey, go do 10 minutes. I'm like, okay, I have 24 hours in a day. I could do 10, 10 minutes. Dude, sit in there for 10 minutes. So it's like impossible yeah, for some try, people. Yeah, dude. try, yeah. Um, but I've been very, very consistent with meditation probably, probably last same four or five years, kind of when I started. Um I started journaling, started reading more, started kind of all those healthy habits yeah. around the same time. But dude, meditation, I can 
I feel like can truly say it's changed my life. And when I say that, it's not like it's like I'm sitting outside for four hours, fucking sitting there (laughs) floating. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's it's 10 minutes, dude. 10 minutes this morning. You know, I I use this app right now. It's called 10% Happier. You could literally type in 10 minute morning meditation on YouTube and it's a guided meditation. There's a hundred of them. I love doing those. I like switching it up and doing different ones. But every fucking morning, dude. And then throughout the day, if I have time, or I just create the time. I my life's not too busy. I fucking train in the morning, stream, train in the afternoon. It's like I have time. Yeah. Just go outside, do ten more minutes in the middle of the day. Try to quiet your mind, and even if you don't, you still try. You still you sat there for ten minutes, and you still meditated. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. like you were able to completely clear your mind of no thoughts. It's just the act of fucking doing it has changed my life, dude. If I don't, if I don't do it in the morning, like it changes my fucking day. Hundred percent. Like, what, what kind of benefits have you taken from it? Because I know, like, I use the Calm app. It's same thing. Yep, Ten yep. minutes every morning, same kind of thing. And I notice long term benefits and short term, like just that day, just yep. being more sharp, more clear. So, what what have you taken from it? Yeah, I feel like it's helped my career, and that's kind of why I started doing everything. That's why I started eating healthy. That's why I started journaling, meditating, reading. Yeah. All these things were to help my career. But I was like damn, this is helping just my life in general. This is making me a better person. This is making me feel better. This is making me be able to have better conversations with Danny or like, I don't know how you guys are with your moms, but dude, my mom can trigger me so easy. She can say something and I can just snap something pop. Like I feel this urge. I'm like, why is that? And it's probably from childhood. It's whatever. I think like, but uh, it helps me be more calm, more compassionate, be able to like kind of, let that first anger, that first couple thoughts kind of go go away and, and, and be able to actually have a better conversation with whoever it is. Um, but yeah, meditating has made me be able to probably just be more calm and more thoughtful in my conversation. Has that helped you in the octagon as well when you get in there and, and you got to dial in? Because I know that yeah. meditation helps you dial in when you need to, right? So has yeah. that been a, a focal I, point for you? Yeah, and that comes, that's more like breath work for me, which is yeah. meditation mm-hmm. too. But when I do like a breath work for like a specific before training, I feel like I can get so fucking dialed in. Like in, when I'm in the back, back room, I'm so calm, dude. I had zero nerves walking. I was fighting in fucking Abu Dhabi, fighting this Russian. Yeah. And I had, I was so calm, dude. I was fucking chilling. Just felt, and that was from, I do think all the meditating I have done leading up to those moments helps me be able to get into the flow state. And I believe I can enter the flow state through breathing, just following my breath. And uh, I was going to say on, on, on those, on that fight night, like, do you have anything that you do specifically? Like a, like a, like a, like we, I do this from start to finish. This is kind of how I go into a fight night or is it kind of just like, they they all look pretty similar. We're we're in the back and, uh, I'll start my warm-ups. I'll do some breath work with my coach, Brandon Harris, who's like my strength and conditioning coach, but he's also a very, um, he's just a fucking good dude. He mm. doesn't know shit about fighting yeah. as far as like coaching-wise, okay. but I bring him all my fights. He's very calm, um, just a good, e- easy person to be around, very calm. We do some um, ramp-up breathing, like, like yeah. just, it just, just yeah. breathing so fucking powerful, dude. It's yeah. the most Breathing is uh is definitely underrated and underused for not just athletes but just dude you're stressed out at home and okay well let's make do some long inhales and even longer exhales and and you can start to affect how your body feels but uh in the back it's it's just kind of like a basic warm up making sure my body's feeling loose like I'm, there's but the blood's flowing 
and uh, hit some breath work and, and just fucking prepare for fucking Go from there. war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got you got um pretty bad injury 2018, right? Yeah. And then you were out for about two years. Yeah. Damn. Broke how was my... how was that how was that time for you? That like, was how tough. Was, yeah. That was fucking hard because I was so used to fighting two or no not two like three to five times a year. So 2018 March like 27th or some shit, I broke my foot, snapped yeah. it. Had it was called Liz Frank uh, injury. So I snapped my foot. It's like a major surgery, like very very tough surgery to come back from it my my foot legitimately hurt and was healing for two years like it was a pain crazy painful i threw a kick and i landed and i stepped to throw a right hand and my foot snapped like the top of it so i had surgery on on my foot then after that my foot healed i had surgery on i had a torn labrum in my hip so i had two surgeries in that time period but i was also able to once i healed up from those i felt like a new human because my hip was torn for a long time and I was dealing with it and I didn't really know how much it was affecting me. But after I was all healed up, I'm like, holy shit, I feel like a different athlete. I felt really good. Yeah. And uh, I was able to dial in on jujitsu. That was kind of like ground game was always like my weakness. Just take him down, take him down. So I was able to dial in for those two years in between like recovering and stuff. Just get it good as fuck at jujitsu. And in those two years, I was able to get really good. And then you're, you had a hip injury as well? Yeah, that was the torn labrum. So I had the... Okay. I had... I, Right after my foot, like six months after my foot surgery, I had a hip surgery. Yeah, I had a sports hernia surgery. Same Oof. thing, tore it there, so I had to do the same kind of shit. Yeah, but I'm curious. A lot, a lot of athletes, like when they when they come back from these injuries, small and big, like there's a mental thing where they're like scared, scared to to, to, to perform yeah. and go as hard. Like, did yeah. you have that? I've never had an issue with performing. I Let's fucking go. can perform Let's at all go. times. Let's fucking yeah. go. And it, I don't know if it's a mental thing. If it's, I've it been has com- to be. I've been has competing be. since I was like little, dude, in mm-hmm. all sorts of sports. Fighting's yeah. the most intense, obviously, but uh, I've never had an issue. Yeah, competing. it's a mental thing for sure. I'm fucking dialed in. I know what I need to do. Uh, you went to Tijuana to do the stem cell stuff. Woo. We gotta talk about that because, like, yo, I've been hearing about that from some friends and shit too, and and they've they've done it, and and they're saying they feel amazing. Yeah, it's the stem cells, uh, the therapy, right? Yep. So I got I we initially went because we had a, we had the trip planned before my fight. I'm like, well, because they do a hyperbaric chamber, they do all sorts of stuff like healing wise. Yeah. The hyperbaric chamber is really good for concussion. So we we booked it before the fight. I knew I was going to be fucking sore. Yeah. But the re- re- original reason we booked this because Tim's shoulder. He's been dealing with a sh- shoulder injury. He hasn't been able to train for like six months. He doesn't want to get surgery. Um, so we went there for his shoulder. So, And he said, and I guess the stem cells can take up to six weeks to really start fully affect, like to do what they need to do. So his shoulder's been slowly improving. I got stem cells in my knee. I didn't really have too much damage there in my knee. Like structurally, it was fine. I had inflammation there. My knee's been feeling really fucking good. I don't I don't know if it's the stem cells or if it's just I've been eating good, sleeping good, doing the right things. But uh, I'm more curious to like when Tim's in the next couple of weeks, how Tim's shoulders oh, yeah. feel. Because that'll be like that was a an really injury. Yeah, like a his shoulder's been fucked for a while. So people are scared to do it though. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. You go to Tijuana. It's kind of like people are scared dude, to sell Tijuana's it. <laughs> so sweet. You've been to Mexico? Oh, yeah. No, yeah, I've been, been to Mexico. Mexico never yeah. Tijuana. Tijuana, dude. I love it there. It was so much fun. Like uh, Danny's from Oaxaca, Mexico. Her first language is Spanish. Um, I've been learning Spanish for a long, ever since I met her. So, it was, and I, I know a decent amount. So when I was there, it was fun to speak the language and mm-hmm. like try to talk to the people. And it's just like, it's so, there's, it's such a poor country. And like, you could see there's, it was, it was sad, but it was fucking humbling being there. Yeah. I like really enjoyed being there. Yeah. Um, so we were there for like four days, but you guys ever been to Hong Kong? No. No. no? So the we spot? Go or what? I mean, Hong Kong in Tijuana. Oh, oh shit. no, no, yeah, no. I've never been to Tijuana. Existed. 
Okay. I'm sure some of the guys, some of the guys <laughs> listening. No, no. because I, I guess now in your career, you've been traveling so much, right? And uh, a lot for, more than before. But yeah, yeah. And for us too, like we've been traveling so much more and it's, it's inspiring to us. We learn something everywhere we go. Um, so how has that been for you? How has that opened your mind to, I guess, looking at the world in a different way or having new perspectives? Yeah, it's fuck. I try to travel the least amount of possible because I it, dude, traveling fucks up with your sleep, fucks up your routine, fucks up your eating, everything. Yeah, sleep is the sleep and the sure, in the food. Bro. Eating clean, traveling's hard. So I, I try not that. to travel very much, and I really don't travel that much. Um, but when I do, yeah, like going to Tijuana with me, it was for specific reasons. It was recovery. Yeah. Um, going to Abu Dhabi was to fight. Going to Vegas this weekend is to fucking party. Like, <laughs> yeah, let's go. I always have an objective. Um, intentions, bro. You need yeah, them. yeah, yeah. Intentions is is fucking very important. Um, but you learn you learn something everywhere you go, kind of thing. Yeah, Miami, you learn. <laughs> Depends what it is. Miami, yeah. you, <laughs> Miami, you learn how hot chicks can actually be, dude. Yeah. Every time I'm in Miami, I'm like, what the fuck, yeah, dude? dude? I never seen that before. They're bro. like tens just yeah. walking down the street. We always say, there. bro, we go to Target and there's ten I, milfs. Dude, it's just I like, can't go to it Miami. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, almost we were, refuse to. We were there like three, four months at the beginning of the year because we we bought a house out there, but. We kind of learned how to not get distracted there. It was tough, but I think oh, that's we, hard, I think we got bro. It. But we weren't around, like yeah. But then we okay, went out. We went out we with Stephen and Kyle, and then this. this guy got a fucking I concussion. Got a concussion. <laughs> that, bro, you're getting concussions from fights. That's okay. Yeah, I'm getting concussions because I'm getting too sauced, <laughs> and then I just I just went right into the elevator door like this. Boom. The corner of the elevator door, like the metal Dude, for door. For the next two weeks, I couldn't even look at a light. Couldn't Dude, do nothing. That's bro. crazy because you had some like concussions. Are I've had concussions. You kind of lay in. You bro. can't look at your phone. You can't watch TV. TV. You don't want to hear I sound. I was, doing, I was fucking. That's scary. That was all fucked. It's scary. And knowing you're gonna go into a fight, knowing you could feel like that after is fucking That's scary. Crazy. That's well, crazy. Bro, I just went to the club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least if I went to the fight, I would have got you know made some money, done something. But the boys fuck. going to New Year's, New Year's Eve in Miami. Miami. They invited me. I said I can't make it, boys. <laughs> I would fight. love to, but I just can't. Those guys so, party so. different, bro. Yeah, I, I mean, a couple happy dads will get you going, bro. I went just a couple. Last time I was in Miami with the boys, we did the yacht party. It was Kyle's birthday. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. just there's this. I go so, like, I just go all out because I don't do it often. <laughs> yeah, so when true. I do do it, I just go so hard that like, if people are trying to go to bed at four a.m., I'm like, what are you doing? Fucking pussies. Let's cool. go. <laughs> yeah. Like I remember when I every time I party with all the boys, I'm always the last one fucking just being an idiot, but. <laughs> Listen, um, how about the how about this? I want to talk about the swag. We talked about it a bit off. Yep. Um, how involved are you in that? Are you actually coming up with designs and stuff yourself? Are you involved in the creative? I would like the colorways. I would say yeah. Like oh. for Christmas, I was like, I really like the kind of almost the Gucci look, but mm. I'm not the same. I, I wanted the white the, for for Christmas, the fresh kind of feel. So I'd say we're, we're we're pretty involved when it comes to like the colorways and stuff. But when it comes to design, like if I close my eyes and try to picture something, yeah. like I feel that's just not my thing. Like, but I'm I mean, not, like like when you look at yourself online and stuff, you have very outgoing fashion. Yeah. Like where did that come oh, from? Oh yeah. I love dude. If we're doing like, a, uh, like at the club this weekend, I'm going to be looking fresh. I don't know <laughs> what I'm going to be wearing, <laughs> but I'm going to be fucking, I'm going to be wearing something sick. I just like to try on different fits and just fucking, I like shit that stands out. Yeah, I love I it to be just way, fucking just, I want it to be different. Have you always been that way though, trying to stand out? Um, once I started getting into the UFC, is like I need to be different. Like I can't. Facts. Like my first press or media day, like I remember having a, went to Nordstrom Rack and I'm like I'm gonna find the craziest shit I can find and like froed my hair and like yeah. it's like I want to stand out. All the media people were loving me. I go to every media day is like I'm the number one. Now it's different because like I am the number one guy. But even before that, when I was fighting guys that weren't that good. 
I got more media than the fucking main event because yeah, my you fits, show up, my yeah. outfits, my personality. So it kind of started like once I got signed to UFC, I'm like, all right, let's fucking just let's be different. Yeah. yeah. And I always kind of felt like I was, had that personality anyway, so it wasn't like forced. It wasn't like, all right, I gotta fuck. This is gonna be awkward. I'm gonna wear this, and it's gonna feel weird. It's like. Yeah. And when I put you. something crazy on, I'm like, this feels good. Yeah. This is me. <laughs> is the vibe. merch something you want to keep doing maybe even after fighting? Like, Oh, dude, something? the merch wasn't even... I was doing merch when I was fighting in Montana when I was Jeez. 17, 18 years old. Just okay. shitty fucking t-shirts. Like, with sh like trying to... I like doing the... The merch thing wasn't like a money thing for okay. me. Like, we were doing... I've been doing merch since I was like 17, 18. Like, like shit just like, like <laughs> dog shit stuff. But people were still buying support and I'd sell shirts for 25 bucks and... So I've been doing merch for for a long time, way before I was in the UFC. I guess not way more. When I was like, yeah, probably seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, um, doing merch. So merch, I don't even like calling it merch. I like call yeah. it clothing, yeah. apparel, brand. Uh, merch seems more like just like fighters merch. Like they have a fight coming. No, up, because now it's merch. stylish. Now you can yeah. just rock it like wherever. So I think it's yeah. past merch now. So yeah, I'm gonna do this forever. I love the clothing brand aspect of it. The sugar, the brand. I see the sugar as being a Gucci, as being a Versace, being okay. like Gucci, Versace, sugar. Fuck Balenciaga, right? Yeah. <laughs> We're waiting for that God, one. I'm like, what the fuck? I have like 17 pairs of glasses from them. What do I do? Burn them. Ah, you gotta just. No. I don't know. I'm gonna just gonna... put some tape over. Them yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they look. Sick, I was gonna but... say, like, I think, I think the 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 brand can truly live on, like beyond yeah. fighting. Yeah, yeah, that's the plan. I mean, I've wanted to. I want to create a sugar the sugar brand to be fucking yeah, just massive. I don't want it to even have to be associated with me. I want. Sugar to be in a store and be like, damn, that's fucking sweet. Yeah, it's fire. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know Sugar was a fighter. Like, I just like the, the name's like, catchy as fuck too. Yeah, that's Sugar. The thing. Yeah. And it's I'm getting it trademarked right now Let's too. Go. I'm like, what? Nobody has nobody had that trademark. Fuck yeah. They so keep, they keep it. Yeah. Listen, before I, we have, no, no, I, I'm still going. I, I, I got another question okay. too. Honestly, I want to kick it back quickly okay. to to um earlier when I said I had read an article and they're like, yo, listen, like he dropped out to pursue yeah. fighting. Like, don't do that. <laughs> like what like what would you say to a kid who's like hey i want to drop out and whether it's to pursue fighting or to pursue i don't know anything like you know what i mean like if it's to pursue something specific and you don't need fucking school yeah. i'd say i'll go for it but if you're like i'm gonna drop out and try to figure out what to do well, i might as well finish school like yeah. high school at least might as well finish high school if you don't know specifically what you want to do but when you dropped out you knew for sure it was fighting i'm dropping out to fight or was it or was it like i'm gonna drop out and figure out what i'm gonna do i, I liked i was i would rather be training than at school so yeah. it was like i'd rather be doing this than, than going to school so yeah, it was already, it was specifically i wanted to be at kickboxing i wanted to be doing i wanted to be doing something that i wanted to be doing i fuck dude i hated school so mm. much i just hated being there I'm like this makes no sense dude yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna learn eight subjects yeah. in eight hours and an hour each subject get homework from each of them yeah. And then have a test on all of them. Yeah. And you're supposed to, you expect me to actually fucking remember some <laughs> of this shit, And you don't care shit, about dude. any of those subjects to begin with. Bro, yeah. it just, it makes zero fucking sense. It's it's free babysitting for parents is what, it, what the school is. And that's important too. Sure. Like there's parents that have to go to the work, but they also have, they can't afford a babysitter because they're spending the same amount they're making. Yeah. So, I mean, now you got to go to school and it, it's a free babysitting. So it is important. I mean, you can learn some good shit too, but I never heard of like that free babysitting. That's what it is. <laughs> I agree with that though. I agree with I that. I feel like even me when it came to school, like my the first thing I didn't like was the authority thing, like the teacher, yeah, having to listen to the, the principal. You're in trouble. Yeah. Right? you have to listen to. The, was that something that you saw too? Like you're yeah. like, fuck. I got in trouble a lot in school too, but now with a different perspective, looking back, I'm like I feel bad for teachers, dude. They're yeah. making thirty five thousand dollars a year, yeah. and dude, think about what they have to do. Mm -hmm. First period, they got to teach this group of thirty kids that don't give a fuck about 
math. Yeah. And then the next period, they got to do the same thing for the next 30. They got to do that for seven or eight hours. Mm-hmm. Five yeah, days a week. Now, now I, like, too, I feel bro. bad for those teachers. For 35 dude. grand. Yeah, I yeah, feel yeah. Bad too now, That's bro. a lot of work for not a lot of money. And it's like, I don't know. I, I mean, it's we got to be thankful that there is teachers even out there. Yeah. I couldn't fucking... I couldn't do what they do. We see uh, your brand is very shroomy. It's yeah. very like colorful, yeah. shroomy. Are, are you into the shrooms? Um, I, dude, shrooms are scary. I fucking do like mushrooms, but it always is like a. You got to mentally prepare if you. Like want you're to talking like a big amount or a micro. Microdosing is easy. Yeah. Like you could do it. Like everything's just kind of a little bit. But if you're like, all right, last time I did mushrooms was probably, probably less than two years ago. I did them out. Danny and I got a cabin out in the woods. And we brought Elena. I did the mushrooms. She and, and it was out in the woods. And I remember just sitting by this big ass tree, just thinking the trees were like communicating. It, it was really cool. I had a really good experience. Um, but you never know what what, what experience you yeah. have. Even if you have like, okay, I want to think about this. Yeah. I want to prepare for this. And yeah. Then you go eat them. It's like mushrooms have their own fucking agenda. They have their own plans. Uh, but mushrooms, yeah, I think very very powerful. Uh, and yeah, I think they're probably pretty fucking important. Would you yeah. would you suggest like people try them at least once in their life? Yeah, in the right ser- in the right setting around the right people. I wouldn't like I I don't like doing shrooms and like going out like no, going to a club. No. People are like let's do shrooms. I'm no, like that sounds that shit, weird. <laughs> yeah, save that save those drugs for the party drugs or the party drugs. Yeah. Mushrooms are the are the spiritual like fucking do them outside, do them in the woods, do them around the right people. Don't overdo them because you could have a bad trip. Yeah. And it's like, mm. if you overdo anything, it's fucking sucks. Yeah. So yeah. I'd say start slow. And yeah, I, I feel I'd like the reason it. too, the reason you do it too. I mean, when we did it that time over two years ago, yeah, it was a very important time for us. I think it was Oof. like pan, early pandemic. And we're just like, yo, like, what are we going to do next? What are we? And we wanted to like get really curious about our surroundings and yeah. the people around us. And we did it. And I think that changed everything for us, to be honest. Yeah. But I think it's definitely about you're around and we wouldn't do it at a club <laughs> no, and the intention like you said it. i mean int- intention with everything you do but intention with shrooms especially is like that's really going to put you on a different wave like yeah. what do you want out of it you yeah. know what i mean like what are you yeah. trying to get out of i've it? i've went in i've done mushroom trips where i wanted to do get something out of it and it brought me it took me a completely different way it was yeah. important and it was beneficial but it's like the shrooms like will do what they're what they're gonna do i was gonna do. say but that's kind of the good thing because sometimes you think you're trying to do something and then it shows you something else yeah, yeah. like the 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 it, yeah the shrooms give you a different outlook on something you weren't even thinking you were gonna do you know or yeah. thinking you were gonna get into for i don't me, know how, it made me super aware of like the people around me and their intentions like did you feel that yeah. at all like, that i mean i've yeah i've had a couple different trips but yeah definitely i feel like the more wise you get the smarter you get the you, you kind of see what people's intentions are. Mm. It's like, I got to be careful. Yeah. Speaking to that, like as obviously you've, you've continued growing, like has your circle gone smaller? Cause a lot of the people that we talk to who are very successful, it's kind of two things. They always say like, yeah, like the, the very like personal circle has gone smaller, but uh, although they've met a, a whole bunch of new people, yeah. like their network's gotten bigger, yeah. but so they're like, smaller. they're, they're, close knit circle has like shrunk into like almost nothing yeah every time i'm out like i have a very small circle and it's been the same circle for a while um like i i didn't come here today with anybody obviously there's people training and stuff but yeah i keep my circle very small uh but yeah networking obviously you get you get bigger and bigger but you find it hard to trust people now that you're this big i i don't even have uh I just I don't talk to anybody. I changed my number way, a couple bro. years ago. Like yeah, I just yeah. I don't I don't really talk to people. I I don't have I'm good with I have a certain amount of energy throughout the day yeah. that I can expend that I can use. 
training takes a lot of energy. Um, streaming if, takes a good amount of energy. Being a dad, being with Elena takes, like, I don't have energy to fucking get on calls with random people. Like, I'm doing brand deals. I'm talking to Emron about how to how to build our brand. We got the podcast that I do. Like, I got enough shit yeah. that I don't have time to fucking deal with anything else, actually. Mm-hmm. It's so nice just yeah. not having. I don't really have much stress either. I keep the stress very low. You seem pretty stress-free, to be honest. I don't really have nothing to stress about. Yeah. Like, once you can pay your bills... Like that, I mean, pay your bills, you have food, you have shelter, you have whatever. It's like yeah. anything else is just probably added stress that you don't fucking need. So yeah, I really don't stress about <laughs> much. Um, in terms of, we talked about the merch a bit and you wanting to do that for a while too yeah. and going forward. But when you look at like even the brands that you work with, the yep. sponsors and stuff like that, do you ever think of investing in them or even starting your own brands? Yeah, there's, there, yeah, that's uh you know what i mean because yeah, it's like you, sure. your brand is i mean it's probably like a lot of work to add on to your play yeah. right now but eventually maybe you're like i have my own audience yeah i could just plug my own products in now like i did with the with the clothing yeah uh, eventually i want to build build out a team mm. to do stuff like that you know i would i, I want to build i just bought this land right behind my house like one a little over an acre i'd love to put a warehouse on there put some office space in there start hiring building the sugar brand as a, like an empire um and, and then dude yes start building my own stuff to where I don't have sponsors. I just am sponsoring my own shit. Like, yeah. like full send and the happy dads. Course, like yeah. they're, that's their sponsor for their pod. Doing stuff like that is definitely in the future, but that takes a lot of work that I would be involved in. And I don't have that extra time. And that would add stress, good stress, but that would add stress to my life that I can't have right now because I do have to be focused on improving and, and getting better. Cause there's mother, there's, killers out yeah, there. Yeah, I was going to say. The Bantamweight division is the best division in the UFC right now. I don't have time to be starting businesses. Like, I can be <laughs> doing these little brand deals and doing stuff and, like, making my content, but as long as I'm putting fighting first, that's the most important thing. And, and if I wanted to actually start a brand or, like, a, a, a specific product yeah, yeah product, that would take a lot more energy that I don't want to give out right now well yeah because fighting essentially is like the the gas that keeps the engine moving all the other stuff is just extra dude i go out there and lose my next three fights in a row these fucking brands aren't gonna probably i mean there's certain ones uh it has to make sense for them too i go out there and lose three fights in a row everything starts falling apart it's like that's the scary thing about about fighting in the ufc is like i noticed it's like you know an nhl team they can lose three games in a row and bounce back and it's whatever nothing really changes but it's like you if you lose three fights in a row you're in a scary place yeah you could get cut i mean i feel like i'm on a pretty good spot where i have a good enough audience i'm fucking entertaining enough Mm -hmm. i don't see myself losing three fights in a row because i don't but it's yeah it's scary dude i mean that's the reality that but I'm also setting myself up good. Yeah, I got, I got, I got my house paid off. I got my, my I got money in the bank. I got money in stocks. I got good enough relationships around me. Like if I were to lose three fights, get cut, like I'm still good. I'm not yeah. fucking struggling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, fighting's fucked up. Yeah, that's it's the fucked, most fucked man. up sport in the world. That must say that must kind of keep you up at night to a certain extent. Like damn, like it could really be over in three fights. Like I feel so much more secure now that I've done what i've done sure sure sure, but like, sure. i remember my first ufc fight terry on five years ago like two days it was like december 1st 2017 so a couple days ago it was five years ago i remember sitting in the back thinking like oh shit i lose this fight i lose one more i technically get cut mm-hmm. and that was the first i usually don't really have negative thoughts everyone kind of does but i'm usually good at countering them right away with positive thoughts but i remember having that thought vividly i was like damn that's a crazy 
think now I'm in a position to where I've fucking won nine fights in UFC, whatever. Like I've created a big enough name brand. I'm not really worried about that. But in the beginning, it was scary. I yeah, was like, I oh imagine. my God, dude, I'm trained <laughs> for this. Like I get cut. I don't have a following yet, really. I have like 15,000 followers or whatever I had then. I was fucking, it was a scary thought. In terms of uh, investing, you mentioned a bit you're setting yourself up. Yeah. Um, is there anything that you could talk about in terms of what you've invested in besides real estate? Um, I fucking, yeah, I have three houses here in Arizona. That's oh, probably like the biggest huge. thing. Um, I'm just investing in myself. And then I have like a, the what are the fucking smart people you give the money to that invest? Yeah, yeah the I financial planners and shit. Yeah, put some money in there. They do their thing. I think everyone's kind of losing money in the stock right now. Yeah, I think yeah. it's but just trusted in that. And then uh, I paid off my house that I'm in, which is uh, some people will say you should or shouldn't, but I I wanted to pay that off because I want to keep my monthly bills as low as possible. And knowing that I have, I could sell that house. Anytime I want for a million dollars. Yeah. I could yeah. be a millionaire whenever I want. If yeah. I go broke, I'm like, sell my house, fucking live in an apartment, fuck $1,000 a month, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. So I always yeah. like have that house paid off, um, renting out the other houses. Like that. Those are probably the biggest investments. The Lamborghinis, a little bit of an investment, <laughs> if you want to call it that. No. It still counts. It still counts. Yeah. Like expensive cars like that can be... Yeah, yeah, if you get the right cars, they Keep can be an investment. You buy a car for two hundred twenty thousand, it's like rare or whatever. I don't know if like a celebrity driving if that has any like some might, houses. Might, I know houses can be like we're gonna redo our inside of our house. I want it to be. I was telling Danny, I'm like, I don't want to live in just a fucking normal house. Mm. Like this shit's got to be crazy. Like yeah. we got to add some. So we had an interior designer come up yesterday. We're gonna do some crazy shit in the house, but like that's probably gonna add value or for sure it's gonna add value, but. If it's real crazy and very unique, it's going to even add more. More 100%. So, and then say it's your house? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think we'll be able to... Is uh, is Arizona like the spot long-term for you? It's a good question. It's a very good question. I think as long as I'm fighting, I live probably 20 minutes from here. Uh, the other gym I train at is about 25 minutes from my house. So where I'm at in Peoria, it's like west side Peoria, is a way far enough from Scottsdale Tempe's even further. Those are the fun spots of Arizona. That's like where you're going to go out and go clubbing. So I'm away from all that. There's not very many hot chicks in Peoria. Like, <laughs> I don't really, that's a big distraction. I always sure. got to, I always got to stay away from like distractions. So I'm, there's not, I'm not running into hot chicks. Yeah. That would be an issue. So you're like, good, yeah. I come to the gym, train, go home. I'm not fucking going out to the club. I'm not going, going where, the, I'm not going places where there's going to be distractions. So right now, as, as far as, I, until I'm in, Maybe after I retire and get out of the UFC, I could see myself maybe moving somewhere else. Okay. But as long as I'm training and staying disciplined, I'm going to stay here for sure. If if you had to move though, where would you go? Um, I don't know. I don't know if I've explored enough places. I, I For some reason, being by the ocean is really fucking cool. Yeah. I really like yeah. the ocean. Um, but I'd probably ask Danny. I'd probably let her pick and see if she had an uh, opinion on where she would want to go because yeah, she'd yeah. probably... It's tricky too. Like once Elena gets to a certain age, and starts making friends. It's like fuck. Nice. How do you just yeah. like yeah pick up and leave? Yeah, so yeah. It, well, it's tricky. I feel like we're pretty good with just going with the flow and just kind of doing doing what we need to do and and within the next like months and stuff. So yeah, yeah. You gonna have any more kids? You think? It's another good question. Uh, it's <sighs> like you want a boy. A little boy would be fucking fun, dude. I was my, my little or my older brother Michael who uh, moved down recently. 
has a son who's four and I took him to jujitsu yesterday of a kid's class okay. and I was kind of trying to help him learn. And, and I was like, damn dude, having a little boy doing, but Elena's going to do jujitsu when she's old enough too. Sick. She's two right now. So in two years she'll, she'll start jujitsu and I'll be able to kind of, it'll be, it's different when it's a boy though. Of course. Maybe there's some girls that are fucking good at savages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might be in the DNA, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Danny, Danny's gotten really good at jiu-jitsu. She's athletic. I feel like all Mexicans know how to like kind of like box a little bit. And yeah. all that scrappy. Feisty, yeah, Mexicans yeah. have, yeah, the, the toughest chins. So they're, they're tough. Uh, but I think Elena's going to be a good athlete. So I think it'll be fun to watch her do jiu-jitsu. If we have another accident out there, you know, obviously we'll keep it. But uh, I'm trying to have get Tim and Mariah to have a baby. Okay. okay. And if they get pregnant and Danny decides that she wants to get pregnant for a girl, it's like... It's hard work, that's bro. That's a fucking it's a, commitment. It's a year, dude. Yeah, it's, it's a, a straight commitment. Damn near yeah. a year. And then yeah, you're a training camp, pretty much. Dude, yeah. <laughs> it's actually crazy when Danny told me she was pregnant. It was a couple weeks out from Jose Quinones. Mm -hmm. So her first trimester, I fought. Second trimester, I fought Eddie Wine. Then the third trimester. So each trimester of her pregnancy, I fought. Jeez. So, she, yeah, we were in fight camp for, for nine months, but... It affects them even years, like a year yeah. after their hormones are fucked up. They're very insecure. Their fucking boobs get lopsided. That you know what I mean. There's so much that goes into a girl being pregnant that uh, we don't even understand. So it, it's up to Danny if she wants to get pregnant again. Yeah. yeah. What does your What does your family think about how successful you've become in this industry <laughs> and what you've done over time, and especially uh, your dad maybe being an ex cop or yeah. My dad's the only one that hasn't moved down. He's still living in Montana, but got the entire family moving down. My mom's living in one of the houses. My brother lives across the street. My sister's doing her thing. Um, so you took care of everybody? Yeah, taking care of taking care of the family. It's uh, I don't think they understand like <laughs> what what's really like going what on? I put in. Like mm. I think my mom kind of just she's like, I'm proud of you, honey. Like. I don't think she gets it. She doesn't know what I'm doing. It's hard she doesn't see the hard work. Like they don't watch me train. They don't watch me spar. They don't see the work I put in, which is, I don't, I don't know. I don't expect her to watch me train and stuff, but I don't think they get it. I don't. I want to be the biggest athlete right now. I'm probably up there, one of the biggest athletes right now, at least in the states. Yeah, I um, and I don't think they get it. I don't want them to look at me like I'm some fucking superstar or anything, but I don't think they know the work I've put in. Mm. And now I'm making all this money, and they think it's cool, and they're, they're happy for me and shit, too. They're probably very unexpected, too. They're probably, I dropped out of high school, hated every, like hated school, got in trouble. I'm sure they were like, what the fuck is this kid going to do with this? Yeah. So now it's like, what the hell? Yeah, they're kind of tripping out. to your fights? Uh, my mom and dad went to Abu Dhabi. My mom has a very tough time watching the fight. Actually, she really? said she wasn't watching. She was in the bathroom. Well, she mean, came her out. Son getting hit and shit. Like I could see a mom. Yeah. Being like, she said she know. came out and looked up and saw me get hit and was like freaked out. Yeah. My dad does a good job. He he watches. My dad's been to pretty much like ninety nine percent of my fights. It was crazy when I first moved to Arizona, and I told my mom, I said, "Hey, mom, I got a. I'm gonna smoke marijuana." She she <laughs> lost it. Didn't talk to me for six months. She even today compares marijuana to meth. Damn. I'm like, mom, I, I just... It's the mentality that's old school. It's so weird, dude. Traditional thinking, though. You know, they were brought up their But, whole I mean, life. if you look at the science, I mean, there's got to be a point to where it's like, okay, you're stupid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think my mom's stupid. I think she's very smart. But in that sense, if you want to compare meth to marijuana, like, you're stupid. Yeah. yeah. That's a very dumb opinion. I think and a lot of parents would, though. They do. Just because they're, they're, it's the way they were brought up, right? And yeah. think about how much cannabis was, like demonized yeah for them to think like oh it's still the same as meth <laughs> it sucks but like we didn't talk for six months she didn't i wasn't really making money when i first moved down here for like four or five years mm. once i started making money though everything started changing my mom started 
want to talk a little bit like and not in a bad way i don't want to yeah. say that in a bad way but she probably was like what the fuck this kid just lives in arizona doing drugs like she didn't <laughs> see me training she didn't yeah. go to my fight she didn't like the fighting aspect of it but then once i started becoming successful it's like things changed and yeah but even and, then it's like like you said like bro you're what what you're doing is not normal it's like if you yeah. became a fucking lawyer it'd be a lot easier for her to understand what you yeah. did. I went yeah, to yeah. school and then i became you know this yeah. this and that but it's like you're fighting you're quote unquote doing drugs and then you're, yeah. you're, you're streaming, you're doing a <laughs> podcast. She's like, bro, what the what fuck? What a life. That's the best life. I, I, almost any parent would be like, bro, what the fuck is this kid doing? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So it's understandable to but, a certain but extent. But now my mom, I'd be fucked without her. How much she does for me now. Yeah. It's crazy. Like when she, she moves is. down and like how much she does, like helps me with my taxes, helps me with appointments. She's basically like a personal assistant. Okay. But she's just like, obviously I hook her up. She's living in one of my houses and she, I gave her a car. I do all these things for her. But she does just as much for me, like yeah. as far as help, like taking care of, like I said, the taxes and making appointments and doing all the yard work at my fucking house. Like she's just on top of all that. So I'd yeah. be screwed without her. So we do have a really good relationship, but it's still like she thinks weed, like if she walks in the house and smells like weed a little bit, she just kind of gets in a mood. Like, yeah, yeah, it's weird. What do you think about like mixing the family with business? Because I know we do the same thing. We have yeah. a marketing agency back home where we just hired both our sisters too, like a couple of years back. Mm. And we're trying to build it that way, right? Yeah. Family first and then... Tricky. Um, but how there. has that been for you? Like, <laughs> I hired you know? my sister for a couple months to be a personal assistant. I said, here, I'm going to... She wanted to make more. I don't remember exactly that. I'm, I, I was, I'm like, I'm not going to pay... You. You've never been a personal assistant. Like, You don't even know what the fuck you're doing. I'm going to pay you this much for the first six months or whatever. Then we can talk about it. And like, she wanted more. Like mm. two months in, I'm like... You're not even doing that much. Like, <laughs> and it was, we got an argument. I'm like, I think this isn't, this isn't going to work. Like, yeah. so she's, and, and we both agreed and it was affecting our relationship. And now she does her own thing. She does, does real estate. And I bought a house from her and she's doing her own shit to where, uh, but yeah, that was tricky. That was, that was very tricky. Uh, my dad was kind of trying to play a manager role for me, like talking to brands and stuff. And he would like get mad and like, not yell but talk aggressively on the phone i'm like that's not who i want representing me i do not i want someone like emerald who's very calm and yeah, very like intellectual it. like with what they're saying and so my dad i'm like hey we can't be doing this anymore <laughs> so my dad wasn't doing that anymore my sister wasn't doing that anymore um at least you tried bro yeah we tried <laughs> danny's very like i was saying danny's very involved in my business which and we never have any issues there but i feel uh, like i feel like like girlfriend or partner is different than it's like easier. sister yeah, way easier. Or, or dad way easier. or mom or whatever. My mom, she's uh, cause there's a, there's like a certain history, you know what oh, I mean? That, that you can never like get past at the end of the yeah. day. Well, they, right? they see you in a different light. They've watched you grow up and they've, they've, they've grew up with you. Right. So yeah. they think that they can, well, it's just like, I mean, friends having friends be, be your partners too. Like if you're too good of friends with your videographer and say, Hey, you need to be recording right now. We're yeah. not fucking hanging out. Yeah. You hear that? <laughs> but that's a, that's an important thing you have you yeah, bring yeah. someone on a trip yeah i don't want you to be fucking talking to me while i'm fucking talking to shaquille o'neal yeah you need to be fucking sitting there recording this conversation and then you need to go home and fucking edit Thanks. we're not going to come and fucking smoke and hang out on the couch you you're working right now yeah so I've, we, i mean we've had issues with being too friendly with your videographer so yeah being being friends and, and family and work is very tricky have you it's had that possible. problem though, telling these guys straight or, 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 or do you find that easy? Cause I know some people were like, oh, you know, yeah, you're my friend or you're supposed to be recording, but you're doing this or like, and some guys are like kind of scared to tell their boy like, Hey, yo, like do your shit. Yeah. I, in my position, I have, I'm very fortunate. I'm not super confrontational like that. If it needs to be said, I'll say it, but I also, it's easier 
to talk to Ebron. Mm. Ebron's involved in all my entire okay. business. So he can kind he's of on like every email. He's on every phone call. He's on every everything. So I'm like, hey, Ebron, will you, will you send him a message saying, hey, what? Hey, like my video guy right now. Like, hey, what's what's your monthly goal for for how many TikToks you're putting out? How many YouTube shorts you're putting out? Send me your ask what your goal is, and then at the end of the month, send me what you did, if you yeah. hit your goal. So I I I have Ebron do that stuff because I don't feel comfortable doing it or i mean I, if i had to i would mm -hmm. it's just easier he does it Facts, yeah. so uh but yeah I like, it's emron's a fucking man dude yeah, it's okay. all about the people around you when you get to a certain level man. yeah i mean that's kind of like a john shahidi probably yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah john and emron i know they talk quite a bit and they're you know they're similar in that sense but yeah John, john's man too john's, sammy john's a beast john those guys are beast, fucking bro. awesome man, what they built is it's it's so impressive yeah dude. it's insane but yeah i gotta ask you about your tats too Oh, we're, we're yeah, tat yeah. guys. We're, <laughs> we're big tat guys. Yeah. Uh, when did you start getting tatted? What, what was the whole fuck, plan? dude? I remember I got my mom was so mad at me because I got I would get like uh, right when I turned eighteen. Like I was a rebel, so of course I'm gonna get tattoos. I got, but I was like, if I get family tattoos or religious like tattoos, I won't get in trouble. Yeah. I still get in trouble, but not as much. So my first one, I got O'Malley on the shoulder, on like on my back, and it was fine. Not really anything. Then I got like family on my arm, and but that one was like on my arm. They're like. They were starting to get mad. But then I got some shit like up here. I was like, trust God, fear no man. I got it covered up because I'm like, I don't know. I was just getting tattoos. Just so I get... was addicted to them. And I but just did you like the attention from it. Too? I like the attention. I liked how, yeah, I liked, I was like, not a lot of kids in Montana, 18 are getting tattoos. So I get tatted up a little bit. That was cool. And uh, so, yeah, I got a lot of tattoos when I was 18. I think three of them I got, I've gotten covered up, but the last probably like four or five just been on my face i'm like they're so simple they're they don't hurt as bad they're quick and uh, i just uh every time pretty much every time i've had an idea i've got it the next day that's 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 how it's like gone that. for yeah. me yeah. too same, i'm the, the same, same way. way oh i like this all right just just walk around my face though so i'm like <laughs> fuck I i'm curious uh, when, when you, when you at this point obviously with how big you are like when you walk around uh, you know, here in Arizona, Phoenix, whatever, Scottsdale, all these spots. Really, yeah. Like, do like do people fucking ambush you? Like, do you get that a lot? Not really or an ambush. People you? are decently respect. It was crazy even in Abu Dhabi, dude. I'm like, uh -huh. I'm across the world yeah. right now, yeah. walking around the mall, and people are. It's like that was trippy. Um, yeah, if I was to go to like the mall in, in Scottsdale, it'd be, be like a, a, a small group would kind of start forging. It depends. Like, it's crazy because sometimes people start getting pictures, and then people are like. Get pictured with them just because just because someone else is famous. I got yeah. face tattoos. People think I'm a rapper most yeah. of the time. Like if they don't know who I am, they think I'm a rapper. Yeah, okay. Uh, but out in Peoria, like if I go to the grocery store, at least one person will kind of say what's up. But I, I'm go to the, if I, I I really don't even go to the grocery store anymore. I, I don't really go anywhere, dude. I come to the gym, go home. Uh, and over here, obviously, it's just like. There's not you see, you guys see it out here. There's not a lot going on out here. There's no fucking mall. I guess there's a decent mall not too far away, but I don't I don't go I, I don't go some places specifically because I know my God it's gonna be like a yeah yeah. Uh, but it's it's part of it. I'm, I don't hate it. I don't not like it. Mm -hmm. Like if I go out and there's true fans like someone rocking some sugar merch, like dude, I would love to get a picture oh, with them. Course, if they got the merch yeah, on. Yeah. I know that's they're a fucking fan. Up. But a lot of people you don't even know. Like you could be they could see you want a picture even yeah. though they're on fucking Instagram the, the day before, being like. So I guess seeing fans and stuff, they're rocking the merch. You're fucking with, dude. It. If the fans are rocking the merch, like that means a lot. That's like sure, damn, these guys are for real. Um, how but yeah, how about the gaming though? I want to talk a little bit about the gaming. Yeah, I love and, gaming. And you streaming. Bro. Would you ever like? Would you ever be like maybe after fighting like just game? 
Um, because they make money. They make money though. I've turned down fucking huge contracts, like multiple six figures. Like, come on, to to stream on certain platforms for a specific amount of hours per month. Too many yeah. hours for me though. Fair. I did not want to commit to that because. I enjoyed gaming when I wanted game. Okay. I didn't want to force it. I didn't not want as to a job. Yeah. Like I could hit those hours some months, but yeah. not every month. Um, mm. So yeah, gaming. I've been I've been gaming pretty much since I've been playing sports. Like the old Nintendo, uh, Donkey Kong, Mario, the Zelda, like the old old school. I've been playing gaming every year, literally just like sports, probably just as long. Yeah, I played every Call of Duty that's came out. <laughs> Uh, I was addicted to Fortnite for like three years, oh, dude. That yeah, game was, yeah. oh, I was, was, I was putting eight hour days in something. Like, that was when I broke my foot. <laughs> oh, so oh, I was recovering good. from uh, that surgery. I was putting eight hour, nine. I did a 12 hour stream once. Like, I was playing for real. I've been streaming for like five years. I was going to say, might as well call FaZe, get a fucking deal with them. At yeah, that I was, I was, uh, Sugar. I, I played with Optic for a little bit as like a content creator. Um, then a couple of their guys got caught cheating and then they kind of like, yeah, went downhill. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's it's tricky when it comes to like the content creators and stuff. Yeah. It's easier just to be like, did I you just do any tournaments before? I played in this Fortnite tournament in New York. It was called the Pro Am. So the day before the Pro tournament, the New York, uh, the World Cup. Do you guys ever see that Booga one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did us uh, fifty celebrities, fifty pro players. So I played with Courage, and okay. uh, I think we took like eighth or some shit. It was a charity event, so we got like twenty thousand dollars to to our uh, pick a charity. So that was that was pretty cool. So I played in that, but as far as like being pro, I'm definitely not good enough. I'd say I'm above average, but I'm not like those. I was watching you, bro. You're pretty good. Bro. Depends what game. Like <laughs> this new decent. Warzone, I'm. It's this new Warzone's tough, dude. It's a bunch to get used to. I just yeah. think it's crazy how the gaming world is taking off, and these kids like nowadays, like if you're 14 and you're good at COD, like that's your career now. Could be, could be. Like, but it's also dangerous because like, you think so, dude. You sitting in front of a screen for eight hours a day. And that's your job. The anxiety. I mean, even if I play, I played three and a half hours yesterday. You get off, you have this like kind of anxiety, like stimulation of your brain. That for me, it's like okay, I can go sit outside for twenty minutes, kind of True. calm back down, come back to like a ground level. For those kids, like they get off, then they go watch Netflix, then they go watch YouTube, yeah. then they're on their phone, then they're playing a different game. Their like, life is they're online. Just anxiety, dude. And yeah. then every, I mean, anxiety, depression right now is at an all time high, and it's probably because. There's just no pause in every, anyone's life. It's, it's always go, go, You got to meditate go. more, bro. And it's hard to. Dude, even for me, I know how important and how good it feels, but even I could even do it more and know it's going to benefit my day more, but and it's still hard. It. Yeah, but imagine yeah, a kid, yeah. like a kid trying, yeah, to, trying to get a kid to do that. 18-year-old kid. Luck. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, listen, man. I know you're fucking busy. You got shit oh, to do, bro. Oh, shit. What up? There's the one I was telling you smokes too much fucking weed. <laughs> What's up, brother? Look at him. He's high right <laughs> now. <laughs> Schmitty, what up, brother? Give us up, Schmitty. What's up, Schmitty? What's good, bro? Uh, yeah, we're you, you been smoking today or what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he <laughs> wakes up smoking. kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Well, listen, I know you're fucking busy, man. You got shit to yeah, do, and I appreciate you giving bro. us this much time. Yeah, Yo, how, how long we been rolling for? Let's go. Oh, nice. I fucking minute love to 40. <laughs> <laughs> minute 40. Minute 40. Yo, listen, man. We're the MBH podcast. Money buys happiness. Do you believe money buys happiness? I think uh, you can be happy without money. So I wouldn't say it. it's necessary to be happy, but it can relieve a lot of stress in turn add value and happiness to your life. But I don't think it's imperative to have money to be happy. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, you did mention earlier, like once you get rid of the bills and shit, then it's like yeah. that freedom. Yeah, especially having Elena. Like my biggest fear when I wanted to be a dad for a long time, but my biggest fear, I'm like, 
diapers formula yeah. we, do, we don't use formula danny still breastfeeds but diapers like having a baby is expensive yeah. but me being where i was at when we had elena i was if, like wasn't stressing about that and that was you know added a lot of happiness so yeah. definitely can add happiness we buy happiness all right <laughs> appreciate you sugar we're gonna yeah, check out the spot after real. this appreciate you having Fire. us yes subscribe like comment you guys know the duties you know what you gotta you already do fucking know we'll see you guys next episode we are out no says.